describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. Where are you from today, Dan? Abiyaga's hut, of course. That's right. This is where we live. Have you seen her yet? Like, no. In the hallway? Oh, I've heard she's terrible. <laughs> right. That's right. She's, I've heard she's, uh, she doesn't want to be bothered. Hey, Paul's on. A lot of people are on. So uh, she doesn't want to be bothered. She doesn't want to be dealt with. And it turns you into a toad if you bother her. So that's why we stay in this side of the the chicken hut. We should wander over one day. As part of our, uh, like, uh, remember that show MTV Cribs? I don't know if you, that's a little, I was kind of old, but they, people, the famous stars would go show their cribs. We could show our Bobby Yaga's hut. Oh, yeah, or like uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Exactly, same thing. <laughs> that's a show. Right. That's, oh, Carlos is on. Hello, sir. Oh, yeah. He knows a thing or two about Bobby. That's right. That was our tournament adventure, Bobby Yaga's hut. And Carlos, okay, so he, he'll be happy to know I wore my Castle Entertainment shirt to Publix the other day. Really? Very good. I don't think mine fits. Mm-hmm. I think mine's a little oh. tight. It's more like a half was shirt. It, did it, was it always tight or has it become tight? It's, it's yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it has. Unfortunately, uh, Carlos, no one... No one said no comments, but that's okay, you know. No one says anything when I wear my Venom t-shirt to right. Publix either. Yeah, that's too bad. So Jack is here as well. Jack is, he, that's why we're a little late. I'm not blaming him, I'm blaming myself and tardiness, but, you know, he has some things he needs. He needs to eat, he needs mm-hmm. to go for his walk, and, of course, I was running late. So that's part of it. And then the other part is... All James's fault. Uh, yes, it's, no. all, it's, all, it's all my fault. <laughs> Clearly... I could have done things last night as I was getting our, our show ready, and then I blew it off. So, with that said, um, let's talk about uh, GrogCon23. Two weeks from today, we will be live at the show. Uh, uh, Dan is in a no-collared Ralph Lauren t-shirt. Impossible. You're, it's, you're in a collar. It's not a Ralph Lauren it's t-shirt. It's a knockoff. It's a knockoff. Okay. Yeah. Times are tough, man. Well, this is it. You probably don't want to know what happened. It's really not that interesting. It involves an iron. Oh, you had a problem with the iron? No, I had a problem that my shirt needed iron, my official. Oh. Grog Talk shirt. Oh, that's very nice. I appreciate them noticing. That's very sweet of them, don't you think? That's very nice that that they're concerned about that. 
Um, hopefully the sound, everything else is okay because it's always a crapshoot here. So, GrogCon 23. In two weeks from now, we will be broadcasting live from the Doubletree Orlando 5780 Major Boulevard. And here in this box, this box right here, this box is what you will be playing for in the tournament adventure. Do you want to explain the tournament and the adventure that, that Rob and you wrote? Well, Rob wrote it. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought you. I thought you were a contributing editor or something. Uh, I I reviewed and commented. You're like a creative Rob. supervisor or no, not consultant. Say, no, not even a creative supervisor. I just advisor? I reviewed and pointed out, you know, periodic typos that we all have. Uh -huh. That's really about it. So it's all Rob. Okay. And uh, it's uh, looking to be a great adventure. We did a play test, which was a lot of fun. And this is a, it's a quintessential Rob adventure. No. Oh, in fact, Dan's like, uh, Rob, not Dan, Rob, I can't get my people straight. Vic's like, oh, it's a quintessential Rob adventure. He's concerned. Well, that's, well, see, you may not know what that means. And well, I'm sorry. That's just part of the benefit of knowing a Rob adventure is what will help you in the tournament. But so the tournament adventure has been written. We hope play to test, have, play tested, play tested. Uh, I hope to have. Several teams. I will say this: there, it does have something to do with my influence, because remember where this adventure takes place, in what territory, what land, what realms? Oh, that's right, the realms of the gnomes. <laughs> the gnome realms. That's the gnome correct. realms. That's, that's right. right. But don't worry. Yes. Is this? I'm looking for a boo, but I don't have a boo. Oh, I thought you were looking for like the canoodling sound. <laughs> the gnomes canoodling. No, just boo. So it is, uh, takes place in the Gnome Realms, but the good news is it's not a party. Unlike my adventures, it, the, the, every NPC or every PC, pregen, is not a gnome. Well, thank goodness. For, I did play. That's right. I did play. Uh, am I, was I a gnome in that? No. What are you talking about? Oh, you was, are, choose the wizard. You're that's Madame right. Wizard. That's right. So in this box from the Great White North are, either that or it's a bomb, not quite sure. You never know with with Right, we'll take us both out at once. He takes over. Are the official groggies unpainted so that you can paint them? This is what you are playing for. Congratulations to, to whoever is the winner, because you get to win. This is, part of, this is part of the prize that you get. And, and can you describe it for those listening oh, and good. not watching? What so, um... At the first GrogCon, uh, during the live part of it, uh, Vic Dorso, a good friend of ours, Scourge of the North, uh, he pre presented us a gift, the original Groggy, which is a large replica, 3D replica, of the famous demon idol that is on the original Trampier artwork of the Player's Handbook First Edition, uh, with uh, gem-encrusted eyes and a bowl that you can burn things. So it was such a hit, people are like, oh, we would like this as well. And so subsequent to that, he has created the groggy uh, oh, trophy, right? So you have the, that. So this is the original uh, groggy. And so he has created baby groggies, uh, also known as the trophy that you will win. Oh, Jack, would you like to eat the trophy? What does it oh. smell like? Oh, so he's at a, a kid's. But you're saying right. Our idol has progeny. That's right. Right. So um, this is what you're playing for. Besides the honor of winning the 2023 
GrogCon official tournament. Right. Which is in the old stool. So there are these, that's what's in this box. And so I have to do a visual inspection of all these to ensure they all are okay. Why am I putting that back in the box? Or you can put a little sticker. It's, it's, what is it? Inspected by inspected, number nine? Inspected by, that's right. <laughs> Whatever. Inspected by number 12, exactly. <laughs> so, oh. um, in fact, that reminded me, now I, have to, I forgot, I have to get the official sticker. I have to get the official plates for them. So. You're not a, James, you're not a number. I'm, not, I'm a free man. That's right. Your life is your own. Hey, that's right. Classic song uh, for those. Name that song. <laughs> Car- I know Carlos knows it. For sure. Uh, well, yeah, sometimes being, being, well, you know, if you're going to die, die early. Die with your boots on. Right. And die early. Right. Uh, because you, this way you can go enjoy the rest of the, there's going to be events going on. You don't want to be sitting there for three hours and, you know, halfway through, and then you feel like, well, I'm compelled in the story. Die within the first 10 minutes because you don't really care, mm-hmm. and you can go out and do something else. It's kind of like in poker. You go all in to try to either right. double up or get out. And then go look for Charlotte. <laughs> exactly. On, at where? In Acacia Avenue. <laughs> we should name our, our um, a part of the convention 22 Acacia Avenue. That'd be good. I need to make a sign. I have another sign. Yes. Sign 22 Acacia Avenue. And the thing is I've, I've got to get the... Uh, placards for these. I forgot to do that. I ordered the shirts. So if you want an official GrogCon 23 All Hell Orcas t-shirt, it is available now on the website, the spring, on our, on our official merch site. Better order it soon or we'll not be here for the convention. Mentioned on Discord, did I show you the official shirt? I don't know that I've seen the official shirt. Well, then let me quickly peruse you the official shirt. So. You're going to peruse me? Oh, I'm going. Oh, I'm going to peruse. I'm going to. Per, I'm going to peruse with you to the official. Peruse shirt. me. Peruse you. Peruse you. <laughs> sue you. I'm going to sue me. I'm going to sue you. Let's see. Official store. Uh, official store. I like how you say it's the official store. Like there's like a big like unofficial market out there. Counterfeit. Yeah. Counterfeit stuff. So there it is. That's great. Yeah. Our severed heads. <laughs> yeah. For those who. Uh, can't see it. It's it is our it is our severed heads that we have placed here for you. Uh, so that's so you're so what you're envisioning is at the feast of Orcus. They come out with these platters, and our heads are the right. It's kind of like have you been to one of those Brazilian um, uh, Brazilian steakhouses? I've where, not. So at the Brazilian steakhouse, uh, what you they, you have this card that you say, I want more meat or more not meat. And these meatadors come around and they just have platters of meat. And then they say, would you like some of this? And they just put it on your plate. So I assume there's just various body parts of the Feast of Orchid. I thought that, I thought you were describing the flesh pole festival. <laughs> that too. That, uh, that as well. That is the same kind of thing. So um, that, should, that should be next year's theme. So, yes, uh, the Fleshpole Festival. That, that's right. Grog, I think it names itself. GrogCon 24, Fleshpole Festival. Um, return of the... <laughs> back for... For more. Back for more Fleshpole Festival. Uh, back good. for more meat. <laughs> now with more meat. <laughs> more meat than ever. Uh, well, just, you know. So, I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> okay. That's too bad. I think you're going to miss out on that. That was uh, it was the best one ever. 
That is correct, sir. He's he's exactly right. Uh, he, Carlos, of course, got it. Um, so, uh, all right. So anyway, the shirt is available. Go out there and uh, take a look at it. Uh, I will not be. I'm not playing shirt person. That those days are done. So if you're like James, is over it, everyone. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, well, because you buy shirts, then some people don't pick them up. Then of course they all want a certain size that I didn't order, and then you end up with a bunch of shirts that you can't sell. So we're well, not doing that. At least you're not bitter. No, there's no anger. There's no. <laughs> there's no hatred of it. Well, then I got to sit there too, and I right. can't do anything else except sell shirts. Right. You need to so, mingle. Uh, exactly. So if you want a shirt. Um, you need to show up there. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, start start the bootleg chat, the bootleg show, uh, store. That would be amazing. Has anyone bought the first issue of Flipping and Turning? The, uh, no, it is out there. We have we have people watching it. Oh, there yeah, people are watching. They are watching. I think they're waiting for it to come down a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. Oh, you should do like. A, can you put like a, a line through it, you know, like the reduced price? Right. Can you do? I don't know if you can do that on eBay. You might not be able to. Well, you can put a discount. You can say it's on sale. So you should do. Oh, so you should do that to like to like nine hundred dollars. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, maybe we'll see. I'll mm. see what happens. Right. Yeah, give a little one. Uh, maybe I can give proceeds to charity, and then people pay a <laughs> thousand. This way, they'll. But then you yeah. feel, go ahead. But then you feel bad. Oh no! Well. It actually comes to you. Apparently, I was reading someone who said it's a little weird how eBay does it because they give you the money and then a few days later they take the money out and give it to the charity. So you have it in your account for a while. Oh. So at that, you know, if I was going to be okay. terribly terrible, yeah. I could just take the money, close my account. Right. Say, so, so sad. Right. To the poor orphans, whoever we were giving the money to. Got it. But I would never do that. No. And that was not, that's not something I would do because I am. That would be chaotic. That would be against my alignment. So, um, things that are going to happen. Obviously, Carlos Lysing is going to be there. Vic Dorso is going to be there. I say that obviously, but uh, barring a major category storm coming through here, they are planning to be here. Well, okay, ready? Uh, yeah, angry, well, is there going to be a hurricane? That's true. Right? Angry month? During, during GrogCon. Is there going to be a hurricane? Right. The answer is yes. I know you don't have to roll the Well, dice. let's find out. Well, and you know, we know, of course, it's very funny, or at least ironic, is that last year's tournament adventure... I said, well, I, I want a hurricane hitting during the adventure. Right. Well, I'm upset. upset. Will there be a hurricane striking just specifically GrogCon? Right. It's right over GrogCon. It's going to GrogCon. Yes. Of course. Well, okay. You've been warned. Right. You should probably leave now. Right. You get here in time. You should, yeah, you should probably hunker down for a few weeks. Just, yes. Just so that you don't miss it. So, uh, yeah, so people should start driving now, right? Yes. Sonny should start leave now. Sonny should. Is he on the road? I don't know. I, we'll have to find out from him. I, I think he has some events, so he may or may not be able to come, which would be terrible since he is, uh, he is the wayward knight. He is the Gawain of, yes. uh, of, our, mm. of our thing. He, he drove knighted. into a hurricane. Right, through the hurricane. From okay. New Jersey. From New Jersey. Left on. Just, that tells you how New Jersey is. Yes. He's like, we, yes, let's go somewhere better. I have to go through a hurricane, but it's better. Yeah, how about Florida? There's a hurricane hitting. Like I said, we should go somewhere better. <laughs> uh, that's right. Gaming like a hurricane. Very good. Oh, well Very played. Good. Well played. Good well, played. Uh, well, we're going to be... Oh, he isn't. Okay. Be, we'll be missing. Funny. Oh, that was a bit of a stretch. I'm missing yeah. you, wasn't that, Scorpio? Yes, that's right. That was yeah. not very good. No. 
Big city nights also. Okay, so um, there's going to be a painting contest run by our friend Tom to paint the uh, Orcus. People have, are, are, there's going to be a contest to judge the best Orcus painted miniature. Mm. Very exciting. Um, there's, we're going to uh, Crystal Thorne and she's going to bring her artwork, which including the Feast of Orcus painting. Uh, we're going to have giveaways. People are raff, raffling off, rolling off stuff, old school stuff. Lou Pulsifer is coming. I talked to him, so he'll be here uh, again have, sharing his insight. So it's always fun to have him here as well. So it's going to be a great time. August 29th through the 30th, we will be doing our show live from GrogCon, hopefully, assuming there's not a hurricane, which apparently right. there is. There will be. Okay. So uh, in the meantime, go out to our Discord. You can find out more. All the news and information, the latest, is out on the Grognards Guild online. Uh, and what's also going to be released at GrogCon is issue 13. Um, okay, good. Yes, we will be there on the 30th. Uh, that's when it will be live. It'll, it's probably going to be like 10 o'clock on the 30th with our GrogCon episode. It's going to be like a game day. Right, it's a game day. Right, if you've seen game day. Right, if you're familiar with that for college football, ESPN. They go to a location for the big game. Yeah. And so, and so we're going to be there before the big tournament. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we put, I mean, we've done that before where you held up uh, the fire giant guy. Yes. So we expect people to That's right. Dress bring at poster boards. Poster boards. Well, they, they don't know who some of the players are. That's the only problem. I think we should do that in advance. The pre-gens? And then you know your team. Yes. You get your pre-gens. You give like a team. Then you can pick your team name. Right. Right. And then they can hold the signs. Okay. Why do I feel like we'll do all that and there'll be no one with signs? No, no one will be there. Right. No one will do that. But, uh, well, but it'll be fun. To, it'll be, it's, a, it's a good idea, but I don't see it happening. Right. Because we've, we've done that, and you know what we get for that? We get, what is it? That's what we get. Right. We get nothing. But with that said, um, issue 13, the tournament, a convention issue of flipping and turning will be released that same day. This is the pe this is the ultimate get together of the Grog Empire. All this stuff comes together. The planets align. Everyone is there. It's going to be a big time. So if which means fourteen is coming right after. If you want to contribute to that, reach out to Rob at editorgrogcon.com, smolderingdonegames at gmail.com. All right, and if you like all this nonsense, please subscribe, go out to YouTube, put an iTunes review. We will, of course, read it verbatim, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. So far, it's been good. I'm waiting for the one that's slightly critical so we can ruminate about it and mm -hmm. lament about why they think that. All right. Just be, be bitter. Right. I mean, if you do a straight insult, that doesn't really bother us much. But if it's a slight, you know, slight criticism, that really gets under our skin. So you're letting them know how to accept me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, if you're over the top insult, that doesn't really bother you as much. Right. It has to be the slight dig mm -hmm. that then, and, and that can be subject to interpretation. That is really when it gets. Oh, because then you think about it forever. Right. What did he mean? Exactly. So right. that's, that's what you should go out to, go out to uh, iTunes and do that. Uh, the, I should, we should sponsor the Saturday night party. Well, we are. Uh, running a Holmes Basic uh, Dwarven Forge game during the evening. That's what we're doing. And then we'll probably end up at the bar because I'll be tired. Of, I'll be, that's like 10 hours of DMing, so I'll be exhausted. 
Yeah. I'll be drinking. So, um, with that, the best of September 1983 we're up to. Okay, no, not a lot exciting here, in my opinion. Oh, so, I'll tell sucks. you, so, so 40 years ago today, mm-hmm. James, this was still the number one movie. Oh, crap. <laughs> what did we say the last time? 40 years ago, this was still the number one movie. I, and I'll tell you, I told you something that was in the movie, but you didn't remember it. Because I can't remember if you didn't see the movie or right. what. Right? I said 220. Mr. Mom? Correct. That's right. Correct. You did tell me that. I have seen Mr. Mom, but I did not get that. I, and, and now that you mention it with Michael Keaton, I remember that thing. But it's not, it's not seared into my mind like some of the other. But now it is. Some people right. say, well, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Right. You'll go, that's funny. Right, that, okay. is, that is funny. So I, I'm glad I remember that. Okay, well, That's scary that that movie in 1983 is still the number one movie. Well, it may have only been like week number two. That was a good movie, but don't it, you think? We haven't, we, it's been three weeks since we had a show. Oh, so okay. it's been three weeks. It's a good movie, but that just seems, I guess it's September, it's after Labor Day. They don't put out a whole lot of movies back then. I think Risky Business was number two this week. Wow, so that, see, to me, that's more iconic of the 80s than Mr. Ma. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed with the song. Okay. Because, you know, I was starting to say how I felt like we were like, I read the songs last time, like, this is the 80s. Right, right. Like, the 80s as I remember them as That's a whatever year old right. at that point in time. So this, I, when I saw this song, I said, wait a second, I think this song had already been number one, but I was wrong. It just came from the same movie. Okay, so this is the number one, it's from the same movie? Of a song that's already been number one right. this year. So, was that Flashdance? Was it from Flashdance? You are, you are on the right track. Right track? Sorry, you, you've got the right movie. Okay. You don't, have the right song, you don't have the song yet, but yes, you are correct. It is from the, it is from the movie Flashdance. Um, Maniac? You are correct. Ugh, come on. Yeah. That's how you bring it home. Yes. I see James dancing in his... I see Dan... James the Teenager dancing to Maniac. No? <laughs> well, that and, the, and the, the, that's how I took showers back then. <laughs> I just put a chair down and a bucket above me. That's right. right. I, see, I see you remember that better. Right. You, you remember Flashdance better than Mr. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was anything that was uh, slightly erotic for my 13-year-old was way more seared in my brain than you know, right. Mom, so some divorced man taking care of kids, whatever. Yeah. So Terry Gar wasn't doing it for you. She did, but a few years before, like like Young Frankenstein. Then, she, you know, but that was mm. years before. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, once they're a mom with three, you know, kids divorced, it's not the same. Mm. Got it. At thirteen, that wasn't your thing. At thirteen, I didn't have any interest in that. Got it. Now that would be amazing at, at the age I'm at. Doesn't. <laughs> She'd be young for you. That's right. Exactly. It would be wrong the other way. Exactly. James. Exactly. You can't be going out with her. Exactly. You're way too old. Yeah, because the reality is she probably went at 34 right. or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, James, we're getting old. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So I'm saying at my 13, 14 year old self, that was not, I had no interest in. That's right. That's right. So we got to flip the calendar, more importantly. So James purchased. For us, this calendar, right? Uh, realms, realms of Wonder. Yes, Discover Realms oh, of discover Wonder. Oh, Discover it. Not just 
view it, but discover it. Discover Realms of Wonder, which is the official TSR 1983 calendar. And uh, so there's always a Realm of Wonder. We try to guess. For example, last month was the mushroom, well, obviously. I don't know why we didn't see that coming. The Mushroom Village. village of the Elves. Of the Elves. Not just any of the Mushroom Village, but of the Elves. Yes, and they, so they apparently sleep in there. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't know why TSR would have elves sleeping in mushrooms. Does that bother you at all? This does not seem to be consistent with the, either the player's handbook or the monster manual. Right? Do you, right? Well, does that bother it's you at all? It's 83. It's transitional at this point. Well, I gotta get out of Monster it. Manual 2 is out, so. I gotta go. That's <laughs> right. Peace out. See you later. <laughs> when, the, when elves are living in mushrooms, I'm out. I'm sorry. Well, that's, you know, but that is, people, they want to not, they want their elves, but they don't want them in the traditional forest anymore. But they're, you know, to, to their to their credit, you already have high elves, wood elves, sea elves, dark elves. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing some other elves. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. For such a reclusive, long-living thing, they're all right. over the place, which is a little ridiculous. Mushroom elves. Mushroom elves. I believe in a dragon magazine, wasn't there? There were valley. It was, valleys. Oh, well, there's valley elves in mushroom too, right? That's right. That's right. But I think the valley, was there a valley elf valley. and dragon as a joke? Like a, like yeah, like a right. valley like girl? The valley girl. They Do you remember that? A, yes. They named the, the song at the end of Valley Girl. I think I've got, I think I know what it is. I don't remember. Was it that uh, I'll, I'll Melt With You? Oh, is English? It? Modern English. English. No. I think, was it that Nicolas Cage? Well, it wasn't. Was it, he was in the movie. Yes. Okay, okay I, I was going to say he didn't sing it, Modern English. No. <laughs> All right, James, any guesses? Okay, put your guesses out All there. Right, put your guesses of what random realm of wonder. So it has to be wondrous. That's the thing about the mushroom elves. Right. Because it's supposed to be wondrous. September. I'm going to think fall, autumnal, mm-hmm. the time of feasting oh. and harvest. Oh, so like that, like the pumpkin patch of the halflings. Right. Uh, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking maybe uh, Orcus collecting souls and feasting. Yeah. Yeah, so Orcus yeah. is... Collecting the body parts uh, of, of the various combats, whatever. Yeah. The Lord of the Undead. So, like, right, Orcus, right? So, like, Orcus Fest at, like, the Slaughtered Village. That's right. Okay. At the Slaughtered Lamb uh, Tavern. Right. Last Call. Last... Orcus at Last Call. Oh, yeah. Last Call. Exactly. Orcus at the Slaughtered Lamb. I think okay, that's what you're going with? That's what I'm going with. Okay, I'm going to go with... We've got a Haunted Forest. Yes, this probably would be October. Oh, Haunted Forest is good. Gnomes, haunt- gnomes harvesting. Are we harvesting gnomes? Then I'm in favor of it. That's the Orcus. All right. So or- Orcus, gnomes harvest. <laughs> that would be good. I'm going to go, go with the, uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, pumpkin patch okay, of the halflings. halflings. Okay, that's probably pretty good. Oh, oh. Wait, is this more mushrooms? What am I saying? Oh, Again, come on! It's the Elven Fortress. More elves. Hey, guys, fascinating with elves. Oh. <laughs> more elves. The crowd's angry. <laughs> That's right, they're turning on us. They are. Run. So describe for our our audio listeners what you're what we're just seeing here. So I see a head of broccoli. It is. It does, it's like a bleached head of broccoli. <laughs> yes, and it's and there's a uh, pegasi or pegasus. Yes, there's a pegasus. I'm going to bring this up for our viewers yeah. so they can see. So yeah, it looks. It's a big tree that looks like a head of broccoli, mm-hmm. and elves live in it. So they live in mush. This guy's all vegetables. 
He's making a salad. Well, not broccoli. I mean cauliflower. cauliflower. I said broccoli. It's hot cauliflower. That's, that looks more like cauliflower. The cauliflower village. Right. They're very, that's why they live so long because they have they they don't they eat healthy. Okay. All right. There it is. So and there's a pegasi. There is. There is. And, uh, and they live near the forest, but it's not a very it's not very hidden. Oh, it's no. on the water. There's a bay. Yeah. There's a bay. Okay. No, it's not. Well. Okay. I mean, you're There's supposed to be like, trees. well, yeah. is that cauliflower? It looks like cauliflower. So then you wouldn't think it's a fortress. Right. Looks like cauliflower. Okay. Uh, yes, they, 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 they have everything there. So, sorry, folks, if you did not pick elves in a cauliflower right. you, fortress, you, you, didn't, you didn't get that one. <laughs> Wrong with you people. That's right. So it was obvious, right, Jack? It was obvious. Yes. Hi. Right. It's always obvious after the all right, so I think we're up to our uh, first non-sponsored Wizards of the Coast uh, product endorsement, uh, Mad Libs. Okay, so this is the segment of the show where we do a Dungeons & Dragons Mad Libs. Jason, it's the world's greatest word game. I, un, unbeknownst to me, this is revelatory. Yes. And uh, we ask one of us, so I'm going to be asking you today, I is that right? So. Is this why right. you're still sitting there sort of right. snatching this out of my hands? Right, I'm not grabbing it. And I like this better because, you know, I'm not good with the knowing the adjectives and the nouns. I'm not either. I just, ad- I just say it with confidence. That's the difference. There's a life lesson. Right. Okay. Fake it till you make it. Okay. James, I need a verb. Verb. Uh, thrusting. Well, yes. See, they like it better when you, pick the, when you pick the words. A verb ending in I-N-G. Oh, mounting. Oh, yeah. So I'll make that thrust. Okay, yep. The That's first right. one was thrust. Thrust. Mounting. Okay. Let me see where we're going with this. Having a good time? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you like this, don't you? Uh, adjective. Uh, moist. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have to do it. Are nuns coming at some point? Will they be sparkling? <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, a plural animal. Plural animal. Goats. You're a very sick man. <laughs> What's wrong with goats? Why do you hate does goats? Your, does, your, does your wife know this side of you? Uh, does she, she watch the show? She did last night. Oh, hello. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I'll be here all wow. Wow. <laughs> why, why do I? I walked into that. <laughs> exactly. Adjective. Uh, dark. Okay. Adjective. Um, sun. Sunny. Sunny. I'm sorry. Thank you for the things. Uh, oh, God. See, madly, this is, they know there's people like you out there. That's why they do this. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. They, exactly. know, they want you to do this. Right. Right. Part of the body, plural. <laughs> Groins. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for keeping it clean. See? Yes, not bad. I wanted to say perineums, but I didn't right, decide that. Right, right. Because at this point, you can still just completely be like, what? What? What's These are totally problem? normal. Right. Number. Uh, 32. Thank you. I appreciate your restraint. Article of clothing, plural. Oh. Uh, um, socks. Okay. See? Type of food. Jelly. (laughs) 
I'm never going to be able to erase these images I have of you now. <laughs> Noun. Noun. Uh, woman. Verb ending in ing. Mm. Uh, humping. <laughs> that one goes out to Jack. That's for Jack. <laughs> Part of the body. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, how about uh, lips? Got it. Plural noun. <laughs> uh, I was going to say balls, but I won't do that since you'll be mad at me. You mean like, yeah, you mean like? Tennis balls, right? Yeah, yeah balls. I don't know what's wrong with that. I didn't. The think. first one that's not inappropriate. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> adverb. I don't know what an adverb is. Wait, lolly, lolly, lolly. Uh, Get your adverbs here. Is it L Y? L Y. That's right. Slowly. Okay. Thankfully, we are at an end now. Oh, okay. excellent. Okay. This the topic is a sampling of adventurers. Part two. Oh, there's a part two. It's the sequel. Excellent. We did part one together. We did part one. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. If the first four characters were too basic, don't thrust. There are more potential adventurers listed here. Okay. Druids, you are addicted to mounting in nature. <laughs> That's the album. Mounting in nature. Mounting in <laughs> I feel like Saxon would do that. Yeah, and only released in Europe. You know, right. it would just you'd get right. it at like peaches. It would right. be you know right. in the foreign section in the plastic wrap. Yep. Yeah, the imports. Yeah, that was always like wait, it, had, it wasn't it was a weird cut. Well, yes, it wasn't tight, shrink, tight. It wasn't shrink wrap. It was always some weird cover. Yes. Mounting in nature. Yes, and it would be yeah, it would be the import Man section. Man of War maybe. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Some some of the, one of those you know. Bands like that, Man of War, Saxon, they'd be all gre greased up on the cover and yeah. mounting in nature. And maybe a, a picture disc? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Exactly. Druids mounting in nature. Okay. So, uh, so this is, I'm describing the druid. You are addicted to mounting in nature. You are a moist friend, <laughs> but sometimes act like you were raised by goats. Exactly. Clearly. Clearly. This is the warlock. Mm -hmm. You're charming, but you have a dark streak. You cherish your sunny and ruthless pet with huge groins like it was the family dog. <laughs> this is the paladin. Part goody 32 socks mm -hmm. and part tough jelly. Man, you're tough jelly. You're tough jelly. That is, that, that's, see, that's you trying to relate to the kids again, Dan. I am. What was the last? Stinky, was the... stinky twenty. <laughs> That's some tough jelly, man. You roll a stinky twenty. Yes, yeah, the stinky twenty. Was there something with a lemon last time? There was something about a lemon. No, like yeah, it's a lemon. Could be. Oh, okay, whatever. Who knows? Stinky twenty is what you're famous for. So you're part. That's, that's your code. That's your handle out on the interwebs. What? Hey, when if you see stinky twenty on on Discord, they're talking about you. Right. I'm stinky twenty. So. Uh, you're not one to mess with. Some say you need relax, but your uptightness is part of your woman. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, go th there. this is the bard. Okay. You're fast humping. <laughs> See? Very <laughs> accurate. Right. Have, have quick lips. Oh, you see you do. And you can sing, too. Hey. 
You are jack of all balls. <laughs> You're like a juggler. Uh, exactly. You're like a jester. Right. Yeah. He's an entertainer. Right. Absolutely. Master of none, you slowly keep things interesting. Ah, thank you. Well done. Wow. See, that was fun. No time we had one that was clean. That's right. Finally, thank you, no James. innuendos there. At thank all. you, James. You're welcome. I appreciate you keeping this a family show. Well, we are. We're, we are. If anything, if you, as long as you're over 50, you're good to go. So speaking of that, we are now moving to the second part of our Wizards of the Coast um, random product placement, our Trivial Pursuit. So in this segment of the show, James and I will pick cards, three questions each. That's right. From the Dungeons & Dragons Ultimate Edition Trivial Pursuit. Now... We had we learned something very significant last time, didn't right. we? Right, and I did pursue that. But go ahead. But that there is actually there was there was in a first edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I see. You're right. I added first edition. There was a dun- there, there was, was a- Advanced Dungeons and Dragons trivial game. What year? You remember? Uh, it came out for second edition, 1991. Boo! I need to go back. Come on, man. Oh, boo. <laughs> it's all bad. Mixed crowd. <laughs> we got some second edition. All right, see, we got some second edition people in the crowd. Oh, they get in. They snuck in. So this is the, this is unfortunately, but no, I don't mean to. They were very kind to get this, but this is, so this does have some newer questions. But James and I vet, we, we try to we vet. We just vet them. We do. So, we're but, so I almost bought it, but the, the fact it was second edition, it is AD&D, but it's second edition. It just waited. I hand you three cards, James. And it only had 600 questions, too. But it is interesting because it, it's very, it's, uh, from what I could see, it was, um, it would be, be fun. It's more of a game. It's like, like Trivial Pursuit. But, okay, I had three questions. Okay. Would you like me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, what type of armor is the invulnerable coat of Arnd? Something from uh, Monty Python, Arnd. Arnd. There's not multiple R's, though. A-R-N-D. Yes. Have you ever heard of the invulnerable coat of Arnd? I believe it's an artifact. Oh. You're ahead of me. It's an artifact. So I'm going to say that it's, I'm going to guess it's plate mail, but. Do we have any guesses on the chat? What type of armor is the invulnerable coat of Arnd? And just so you know, this was in Eldritch Wizardry. In 1976, this is old. Wow. This is real old. We, you think, hey, we're old school. Right. That's, old. that's really old school. Really old school. Okay. Uh, Any... he, well, Vic thinks it's fabric, and he could be right. It is chain mail. Oh, chain mail. Makes sense. In Eldritch Wizardry, the name of this item is the invulnerable coat of iron. Okay, that's weird. It says, what type of armor is the invulnerable coat of iron? And the answer is, in Eldritch Wizardy, the name of this item is the Invulnerable Coat of Arn. There you go. That makes it easy. <laughs> but it's chainmail. It is chainmail. Oh, it's your, yes, excellent. James is now flipping and turning. I want to say, isn't, wasn't that, isn't that also? Uh, through his pristine. Pretty good. DMG. Looking I thought there was a coat of Arn was in here, but maybe, maybe it's not. I thought it made it into this. Yeah, the Invulnerable Coat of Arn is on page 158. And 
the high priest Arnd of Tond is said to have been the original possessor of this relic. The coat is a bright and shimmering shirt of fine and almost weightless chain links. There you go. Ah, okay. It covers the upper arms, torso, and groin of, groin, see, of any uh-huh. human-shaped wear from three feet to eight feet. It makes the wearer totally vulnerable to physical attacks with respect to covered areas and gives AC5 protection to all other areas. Great, so it's something else you have to worry about. Okay, you have to worry about where the hit lands. Right, exactly. Hmm. So, there wear, you go. Wear a helmet. Because otherwise, what, right. one in ten? Right, one in, uh, one in three. Your AC 10, but it's one in three that they'll attack. With. Okay. I think it is one in three, one in six. Right All right, this one's simple. Okay. What is D&D's 50th anniversary year? Well, I assume, so OD&D was 1974, right? Mm-hmm. I believe the OD&D was 1974. Do you want hints, or you want me just to sit here and... Oh, you mean sides? like to add 50 to that? I'm, I'm not here to... Uh, would you like me to repeat the Wait, question? Wait, did we already have the 50th anniversary? Yes, go ahead. Oh. What is D&D's 50th anniversary year? I would say that... Wow. I guess I would say it's 20... I feel like we already had it, though. Because I would have said 2024. 20, I mean, that's what I'm going to say, but I guess it's... I thought OD&D was 74. Or is it 75? I'm going to say 74. I'm going to go with 2024. 2024, your final answer? Yes. You are correct. 50th is 2024. So next year is the 50th. Is that the gold, the gold anniversary? Gold anniversary. Very interesting. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, oh, there's a lot of good stuff on here. Man, there's so many good answers here. All right. Hi, I want to do okay. Yeah. All right. This one, this goes at... This question goes out to a good friend of Isaac Chamberlain in Australia. Oh, this one is for a friend. Uh, uh, was a request like Casey Casey. Yeah, are you? Hope you're listening out there on the, on the lonely road in Australia. You know, this one goes out to you. What creature a magically created? I wish I could do Casey Casey's voice. This would be great to do Casey Casey's voice for these questions, wouldn't it? Right. What creature, a magically created construct, is shaped from a mixture of clay, ash, mandrake, mandrake root? Wasn't that on Harry Potter? The mandrakes, they pull them up, remember that? Yeah, that's famous. Obviously. And blood. What creature, Ah. a magically created construct, is shaped from a mixture of clay, ash, mandrake root, and blood? Dan. (laughs) (laughs) We, We know this because... Why do we know this? Because it is it is the it what it, it redeemed one of the most ridiculous spells in first edition. It what mending. Correct. We thought mending was stupid because it doesn't mend magical items, and then the Chamberlain mentioned that it is used in the creation of this creature in first edition. Which would have been a better question. Right. right. But it's the homunculus. Final answer? That is the final answer. You are correct, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. How's that? We knew that. All right, here's one that's actually going to be a little challenging for you. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. What do you call a jackal that can transform into human shape and can induce sleep with its gaze? Okay, why is this hard? Say, read that again. 
I don't know. I say it was hard. I say it was challenging. What did you call a jackal that can transform into human shape and can induce sleep with his gaze? Well, you're not a. You got to be a jackal aware because you go in the other direction. I'm gonna say jackal aware. Is that your final answer? Yes. Jackalware, correct. The demon lord Grass created jackalwares to serve his other minions, the Lamias. How about that? That's mm. a lore that we didn't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was probably added later, but the jackalware is, is, that is exactly correct. Too much information. Okay. There's a lot of good stuff here. I just want to read all these. Well, so, oh, who ran the TSR? This is good, because, you know, we've been doing Imagine Magazine questions. Right. So this is perfect. Who ran the TSR UK subsidiary, which was founded in 1980 and would go on to publish Imagine Magazine, and I'm going to add something here in parentheses, it's not on here, and who also got into a spat with friend of the show, Louis Pulsifer, right. over his... Uh, and I know this, and oh. I just can't remember the guy's name. Uh, he did tons... He, Held, he edited the Fiend Folio. And he, he did Turnbull? Yes, you're correct, sir. Don Turnbull. Thank you. All right, let's see. Okay, more history. Who, you ready for this? Yes. Who took over the editorship of Dragon Magazine from Tim Kask in 1980? We know this. I want to say it's... Uh... Is it, is it Jake Jaquette? Do I have the name right? Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. Yeah. Wow, we are really good at this. Look at it, yeah. We're fine. So his real name is Gary. <laughs> what? Jaquette's real name was Gary, but he went by Jake to avoid confusion. Gary told me he couldn't use it. <laughs> Gary is my name. You can never use that name again. <laughs> that probably happened. What do you think? Okay. All right. Uh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, let me find it. Oh, okay. All right. In early issues of Dragon Magazine, who serialized his fantasy fiction, the gnome cachet, using the pen name Garrison Ernst? Gosh, that's a really good one. I have n early Dragon, said. Yes, early issues of Dragon Magazine. So you know it's somebody, and I assure you, it's somebody who's old school. Wow. Really wow. old school. Like, really old school. Well, it's, well, it's, either, it's either Gary Gygax, Dave Arneson. I mean, those. if you're going old, old school. So I'm going to say... Uh, Tim Cask, I don't know, I'm trying to think the originals. Uh, I'm going to say Gary Gygax because I have no idea. You are correct. Wow! Well, you're even guessing right. Right. You're on fire. Well, you say old school, I'm going old school. Uh, here, <laughs> this is sad. What intermediary company did Wizards of the Coast have to acquire in order to buy TSR in 1997? Hasbro? Mm, Uh-oh. I've, I've, I've ruined the streak. I thought it was Hasbro. 
Wait, no, that... No, Hasbro is way bigger than... Oh, Hasbro would be buying Wizards of the Coast? Yeah, Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast later. Oh, maybe that's where I got that from. This one would be very hard. I did not know this answer. The Five Rings Publishing Company, a spinoff of Alderac Entertainment Group. Wait, read that question again. What intermediary company did Wizards of the Coast have to acquire in order to buy TSR in 1997? So they Why had, did they have to buy that company? Well, it doesn't say that. It yeah, just I says the Five Rings Publishing Company. They had this. Okay. They had to buy in order to buy TSR. Maybe there was some kind of. Maybe did that company own a lot of the majority stock in? I guess in TSR. I've never heard of that company. It's so weird. I've never yeah. heard of it either. So probably in the book that well, I finished. Sure. All right. Where's the book? Game Wizards. I'm okay. sure it's in there. What's the name of the? Uh... Five rings. You re- really are going to just... Flip. Now, this is real flipping and turning. Yeah, you are. That's, okay, what's I'm just going to see if they're in the index. Five rings publishing company. Have you seen the show? Well, that's true. Are you familiar with Grant? Yeah, I am from there. Five rings publishing. But I try to do some self-editing some self, uh, to prevent these. Five rings publishing company. Or the Alderac... It's not in here. There's Alderac no... Entertainment Company. Okay, Alderac. A-L-D-E-R-A-C. It's almost like Alderaan, but not quite. Oh, that's so sad. Don't say that. No, I'm not seeing it. Okay. Maybe maybe that didn't go through the... Did it go through the end of the acquisition of TSR? I don't remember. Oh, maybe not. Okay. I read half of it, and then I didn't take it back. You reached 1985. I didn't get to 19... Well, this was 97, so... All right, well, oh, that was sorry good. I screwed up at the end. No, no, it's okay. No, that was, a, that was a, if you would have got that, I would have been like, wow, you are cheating. Because <laughs> we never heard of that before. I came in here. Yeah, well, you were, well, you were away. I just came in around these. Oh, he's going on the bottom. All right, there it yeah. is. All right, excellent. Okay. That was, no, that was We're all. still pretty good. I think we got like an A minus. Yeah. You think? We, we, would, we would hold our own against a few of those. I'm sure that a lot of people would still kick We'd be walking out going like, did you get that last quiet? What the heck was that? <laughs> I put Hasbro. Hasbro? <laughs> you really? Well, what? I knew. You ever do that where like you know it isn't it, but it's just the only thing that. Right. Strange paradoxically could be it. Right. Even though you know it's not. Exactly. I, I knew it wasn't Hasbro, but I thought it only, what? maybe what it could else? be, right? It's, it, the only thing that made sense to me. Right. So I put Hasbro. And then the professor comes back next time. He writes on the board five. Because everyone missed five, it, you know, right. and he writes it. Not Hasbro. And didn't you read the syllabus? Yeah, it wasn't. You didn't even say it in class. You mean that was in, it's like it's in the book. Right. You didn't no, even say it in class? No, it's in the online article that was listed right. in the syllabus. It's not even in the book. Right. You're supposed to read it. Everything in the syllabus you're supposed to read. That's fair game. Right. That's a lesson to you. Exactly. That one was for it. And there's always that one kid who got it right. Like, yeah, right. didn't you read that? Right. It's very clear in the syllabus <laughs> that this would be included in the test. That's right. And, they, and then they beat him outside. Right. We're off to community college. He's off to Harvard. <laughs> right. We beat him. Then he goes to Harvard and we go to community college. That's, and then he hunts us down later when he's a prosecutor. And That's right. Mm-hmm. Then, we're, then we're playthings in federal prison. Then you're a, you're a Mad Lib. You're one of your Mad Libs. <laughs> mad Lib, but it's... <laughs> I'm going to Mad Lib you. Uh, oh, see, Lloyd Brown knows this. They published the LSR card with the five ring, among other stuff. There you go. Wow. Okay. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Lloyd, good to see you. Let's beat him up. Which, <laughs> beating up Lloyd? <laughs> He's one of the DMs here. We can't I know. Beat him up. No, no, because then you'll have to DM. All hail Lloyd. All right. We and, love Lloyd. And between you and Lloyd, I, I got Lloyd in the fight against you. No offense, Dan. You got anybody Small me. children, maybe you can take, but that's about it. Mm. With that said, I'm ready to uh, do some sage advice. Let's do it. So this is a segment of the show where one of us reads questions to the other from one of the magazines from back in the day. We started with 
sage advice. We've moved on to Imagine Magazine. Yes. Speaking of Don Turnbull. And I am reading them to James, and James is going to try to be sagacious. Yes. And I'm going to play, I always feel like when I take my glasses, I'm like the Hanging Chad guy. Remember the Hanging right, Chad right. guy? <laughs> yes. That poor guy. Okay. Because I've got these on my phone. Okay. These are great. Oh. They're okay. hard. Okay. Well, I'm ready. Yeah. Probably means I'm getting them wrong, but okay. You better be. Some are harder than others. Okay. Question number one. Yes. What happens to cursed armor and or weaponry when hit in combat by a rust monster or disenchanter? I don't know what a disenchanter does, but a rust monster, um, it would be destroyed just like any other magical thing. It's, there's not, there's, it would follow the same chance of being destroyed by rust as any other do, does, does it get any sort of protection against rust monsters if it's it, magical? It, I think it takes longer for it to be consumed. You're going to have to get Because you may want to decide whether or not you want to comment on whether you believe that any sort of additional protection given I, to I believe it does have additional protection because it's magical. So you're going to want to decide whether or not that magical protection uh, and bonuses should extend to cursed. It does. Okay. That's my opinion. Okay. So what happens in page 83 of the uh, Monster Manual, if a rust monster touches metal with its two antennae, roll to hit, it rusts and corrodes the metal. Note that magically endowed items get a saving throw, 10% chance of not being affected for each plus. When if, uh, so basically, um, wow, it's a terrible saving throw still. So it does... It does get destroyed, and you do give it a pl- you do give it an a- adjustment for it based okay. on its negative. You are correct, sir. Thank you. We suggest. I like how they just they suggest. Right. Times have changed, James. They're just suggesting yeah. now. We suggest that when any cursed metal magical item is hit by a rust monster, it should be treated like any other magic item attacked in this fashion. Cursed object will have a ten percent chance that it will not rust per minus of the object. A rust monster is not interested in the magical nature of the metal object, merely its food value as rust. Now, would you like to take a, a perusal at the disenchanter? This enchanter is in the fiend folio. Fiend folio, yes, I remember. Let's, let's, it's like a, like a dog or something with a big beak. Is that the one that Yes, I... it's one of those things that you just sort of, I never pay attention. It's I... like he's sucking a shield, if I remember correctly. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly where I'll show you first. You're absolutely right. Okay, yeah, now I remember. So you remember the drawing, right? Yes. So the disenchanter resembles a spindly. What page is that? Drome- dromedary? I'm on page 27. Ooh, a fancy word. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Spindly dromedary. It sounds like a character. Spindly dromedary. Ah, <laughs> Spindly dromedary. Why is every one of your characters a pirate? <laughs> ah, that's... Okay, so you're a sailor, man. That's right. <laughs> Do I have to be a sailor? Do I have to be a pirate? So you're a spindly dromedary-like. Yeah, th- you know, that's supposed to help me. Hello. Okay, do you want him to be Eastern European? I think someone's probably told us what dromedary means. Camel with one hump. Does it ever bother you that our viewers have so much more knowledge? No, thank goodness, because if we are the best that there is, it's a sad world. Was it Lloyd again? 
No, it was actually Minion. Thank you. Thank you, Minion. Uh, with a long... And Paul. Both came up with camel. That's... And it does look camel-like, doesn't it? Yes. So, so now we learn something. It's like a camel with a long nose, a long, flexible, muscular snout, which can extend as much as five feet from the head in attack. This is Sophie Folio, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a... I'm listening. I'm trying to read ahead. But it ahead. is a pale electric blue in color and slightly translucent. Why? Sometimes it may even be seen to shimmer discernibly. The creature has the power to detect magical dwomer from magical armor, shields, swords, and the like. Oh, this is just evil. So this is rude. Right. So unlike the rust, this is like worse than the rust monster. Right. On which it feeds, drawing its sustenance. God, someone's really hit the thesaurus, haven't they? Mm-hmm. From the powerful enchantments such items carry. It is reasonably discerning in this power, being able, for instance, to distinguish between armor of etherealness and plus one armor and selecting the former, of course, as containing stronger radiation. Should the beast... So this is sort of the, sim, this is sort of the equivalent of, and they love human flesh. Right. Right? They and love, they love... What's worse than loving human flesh? Eating your magic items. Right. And selecting the former as containing stronger radiation. Should the beast encounter a party of adventures, it will be able to detect the most powerful magical item present. And will it, oh my God, and will attempt, as its attack, to fasten its snout onto the item in question. You just want, I think I would want to punch the DM in the nose if he, because, you know, if he had not created this, and then just did something, this happens, and I'm like, what's that? Like, oh, yeah, I created it. I'm like, what does it do? And he explains it. Wouldn't you want to punch him in the nose? Oh, yes. Well, you guys, you know, you... Except you'd want to punch him in the nose, but the problem is, as we all know, there's this, at least in old school games, this communal joy and, and fear when bad things happen to a character. Meaning, we all don't want it to happen to ourselves, but we find it immensely entertaining when someone else, it happens to their character. We do. I don't know if it's exactly Schoedenfreund, but it's in that, it's, it's, it's a cousin of it, right? Anyway, right? I'm not like happy it's Fro- that they it's lost It's Helga it. Freud or whatever. Yeah, because I don't know that I'm like happy as much as it is funny. Right. I'm not like, yeah, I don't know, like wishing. I'm not wishing bad things happen, but it is hilarious when it happens. That's the problem is, a good, to me, the best D&D games that I've been in and we're basically, it's a, it's a caca show. Right. Right? Exactly. Where it it just all things falls are, apart. It all falls apart. Those are like the best ones, right? A well-played game is boring. Okay. So, but that's, that's where it is. It's, it, it's, you feel terrible when it happens, but you just, and particularly what's good about this one is it, because it goes after the best magic items. So you can see that, you know, they found a, a thing and the, Characters, right. lording, black ra- I got black razor, right? Lordering, lording over everyone else, how great right. their magic items, and then this comes, and then they smile. Everyone smiles. And everything's great. Actually, it happened during our campaign. I'll explain that when we're done with this. Okay. If it scores a hit, it will drain the magical power. Le- wow, leaving the item unmarked but non magical? One hit, it's gone? That's it. Wait, so if I have. Black Razor. Is that right? Black Razor? Is that the one that was That's in? an artifact, but go ahead. Oh, you've raised a very interesting question. Is it going to talk about this? Because you've, you've raised an issue. Do we need to talk about this? Or are you reading yeah. on to see well, what it's talking Well, let's read on, yeah. Okay. Referees. I love how it's referees. You don't really use that word back in the day, right? right. No, um, it was Dungeon Master. Uh, that's right. We'll have to consider the ease with which the disenchanter would be able to, quote, attack a particular item, despite the dexterity of its snout. 
Generally speaking, it will attempt a relatively simple disenchantment, say on a magical shield in easy reach, rather than attempt a more difficult attack, say on a more powerful magic item hidden in a backpack or sheath. The disenchanter can only be hit by magical weapons, but these will not lose their enchantment in hitting the beast. Only with its snout can the creature disenchant magical items. No one has ever discovered a disenchanter lair, nor come to any proven conclusion. This is so, this is so fiend folly, right? right? Nor come to any proven conclusion about its metabolism, which at the least can be described as curious. That is all. These books kill me. What was that? These books kill me. These books kill me, is what you said. They, they, they kill me. All right. So, well, oh, two can show up. Look at that. Right, One to two. Well, there has to be a lair. Apparently... Apparently, these, unlike the owlbear, which is created, we're not, no one knows how this was created, but apparently if there's a lair, you know what that means. I do. Yeah. There's disenchanting going there's on. There's Mad Libs going on. Sorry. Disenchanting. <laughs> oh, no, sir. It's quite magical. It's quite magical. <laughs> All right. So that's the, so why would he, wouldn't he just run? Like, why does he want to, like, what's his, is it, so is it, oh, yeah, did they say, is this sustenance? Yeah, drawing sustenance. His, So that's his, his food source. Yeah, it's a food source. And you, oh. you mentioned artifact. So again, just because it says it destroys magic items, in the artifact in the DMG, it says very clearly, yes. magic items do not, there's, they should be unique ways to destroy an artifact. Right. The ring. Right. Mountain Doom. Right. Something like that. Because if not, then again, if you take some of the more ridiculous um, there's a series of rules that we've talked about, like in particular saving throws. You look at saving throws, and it says things like, oh, if it, you should make a saving throw if an item falls more than five feet. And then it says, uh, you know, you give it pluses if it's magic items. Well, if that's the case, eventually it's going to fail. So just keep dropping, you know, the Holy Avenger more than five feet, and it's going to fail at save, which is ridiculous. Right. But so, if wait, you wait. follow the rules, then it would. So what you're saying is... We're at the Council of Elrond. Right. And we're talking about all the possibilities. Right. You know, uh, Gimli tries to... Right, exactly. That doesn't work. And then someone says, well, what about a disenchanter? Bring a disenchanter. Disenchanter, yeah. So the disenchanter comes. So you, you toss the ring to the disenchanter. And the disenchanter, he doesn't know any better. Right. He's like, oh, oh magic. That, that's, that's pretty powerful magic. That's like big dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you're just tossing this to me? Exactly. And so what happens? So yeah, you just think it's not good. He like puts that snout on that one ring. You think it's not good? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I think either nothing happens or he, you know, becomes, explodes. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like switching the polarity of the battery. It's just kind of... That's the better question. They, this follow-up should have been, what happens if a disenchanter tries to, you know, puts a snout on an artifact? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to know. It's like he reverses the streams. It just explodes. It would be worth a try, though. If I had the ring, I'd at least try it, don't you think? Well, that's, you know, yes. Before we go, before I go, before you send me to Mordor, a little halfling. Right. At least it's smashing on a couple of things. But apparently, you know, you didn't follow the lore then. But someone's saying there's 0% chance in lair. What? Did they say that? What? Oh. Wow, they got their fiend folio. Oh, so there's no business going on. It says nil. Nil. So then how is there a lair? Did it say lair? Did I say lair? It says the last thing, no one's discovered a lair. But apparently there is one, but they're never there. Boo. They're never there. It shouldn't be nil. It should be question mark. Right. We don't know. It's, it's a question mark. Exactly. That's so Here, weird. Hang on. You're going to put it. Yeah. He's writing in the books, folks. Well, it's writing. Wrong. It's wrong. Writing in the books. It's wrong. Okay. All right. You did it. 
Now, would you like to answer the question, sir, about do you, now that you've boned up on the disenchanter? Yes. Do you, what do you think happens when a disenchanter uh, uh, touch, puts his, sna his or her snout on it, it becomes a not first magical. item? He sucks, it sucks the life out of it. Is it tasty? Um, I'm sure he likes it because he doesn't care. It's magical. Okay. We think, excuse me, we think the disenchanter will probably have a disinclination for draining oh, I see. the... No, hold on, just sit tight. It's okay. You might get some vindication here. We think the disenchanter will probably have a disinclination for draining magic from a cursed item. It lives on the energy inherent in magic items, and the energy in cursed items might be ex expected to come well down on its gourmet preference list. So they think we, right. they, the council, think it's not tasty. But Don Turnbull thinks otherwise, and he wrote the thing. Take your pick. So there you go. I think you know. Yeah. You're, well, you have Don, you, you have Don Turnbull on your side. Oh. Right? I like it. I'll, I'd rather have Don on my side. He's like, magic is magic, and he wrote right. the thing. I think it's interesting that they're like, well, Don wrote it, and he thinks this, but we, so this is a very interesting, mm -hmm. if you think about it. This is, this is like exploding everything, and I actually like this. This is suggesting that, that we should we should have punched Don in the face because he's the one who wrote it. Is what back to your rule? Well, that too. So right, right. So Don wrote this, yet he doesn't control his opinion. Does not have any binding force? Do you find that interesting? I do. They openly say, "Look, we we're admitting what Don says." He's released it to the world now. Right. He's right. We think he's wrong about his own creation. Right. That's, that's kind of interesting. It is very Well, it's, it says something about the egalitarian nature of the people who are there at the mm -hmm. time. That's true. And it makes you wonder about the, the Gary, everything he says is canon. Right. Right? Because, okay. You You're saying he's in foul. Well, there is the problem with the pictures now. I don't know if you can see it, but behind his head, the picture of Gary has fallen down. This is an omen. This, this is, is an a, omen? This is sort of an omen. The picture of Gary has fallen because uh, we were using a DM screen to hold it up, and oh yeah, Dan s took it. Is it fair to say you carelessly put the picture here uh, after you just basically tossed Gary's picture aside to get the DM screen? I was in a hurry. Just say, is, is there anything else you want to confess? You about can't. This? You can't have a D and D game without an, a first edition, old school. Green. Okay, well, let's, okay. let's right. see how long that stays All up right. there. But. This, one's, this, this question is made for you. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. Ugh. What do the various code letters on TSR modules mean? Uh, just in general? <laughs> That's just, yes, and there's like a treatise on all the different letters. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so just give me a few. I, just so a S few. is special, C is competition, uh, I, I think, is what imagination or oh, something Oh, here, this like is that. it. I'll give you the letter. This is great. Okay, this is what I'll do. You're doing great. I'll give you the letter. You tell me. G. Why G? Giants. Right, correct. Why D? Drow. Dungeon under dark. Well, it says descent to the depths. Depths, descend the depths. Okay. The solitary Q. Why Q? Queen of the demon. Correct. Uh, T. Why, why, why T1? Temple of Elm. Um, right, you're doing great. Okay. This is the, now this is interesting. They say in the future, modules... Codes should relate to their use. That's interesting. Who are they? Who are they? Yeah. Should. Right. Who are they talking they're, to? That's, I guess they're putting a personal opinion, and maybe they're hoping they'll, Geneva will change it at that point. <laughs> uh, 
These these crazy Brits. Okay. Therefore, we should get like is it oh. they have inside info? All right. Okay. I is intermediary, not imagine. It's right intermediary. Uh, okay, well, B. You know what B is? What's B? Basic. Right. X. Exactly. K. I even heard of K. I don't know K. Companion. K for companion, of course. Uh, when the companion set is finally published, was there such a thing? There was later. Okay. So what year is this? 1983? Yes, it is. So um, Mensers comes out in 83, the, the red box, the blue box, and then, so Beckme, B-E-C-M-I, Beckme. Oh, this is the C is the? This is the companion. Got it. Uh, N. Well, N1 is the uh, reptile god one, so, but I don't know what it stands for. Novice. Novice. Okay, well. L. That's, was that for Len Lakofka? Low Le- level. Low level. Low level. Uh, T. T is the tel- temple of elemental evil, right? Oh, wait. Yeah, well, I guess they're saying in the future? Mm. What a, intermediate. Mm. C. Competitive. Competition. Or- Correct. You got S. You've already said it. Special. You were right. Absolutely right. WG. Were there WGs? Yeah, World of Greyhawk. Yeah, that's right. Uh... Why were the A modules coded A? I know they're the slaver ones, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what the A stood for. So you're saying you can, can discover no discernible reason for it? No. There's no discernible reason. <laughs> <laughs> or they can discern. Anyway, there's none that they can discern. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, U and UK, pretty obvious, yeah. right? U, U and UK, for UK, yeah. of course. Uh, other okay, well then there's other stuff, you know, gang where they go to boot hill. So there it is. So it's a, a, quite a hodgepodge. Right. Oh, okay. aka we didn't have really a plan, we just kind of did them. Right. Or we yes. Okay. No, this is this is a very good question. Okay. Very important. I like it. If a troll is reduced to minus eight hit points, now what happens to a troll at minus eight? That must mean uh, this is not the question, but that must be something, right? I don't remember anything specific about that number, but so we I think we better we can look this up actually. Yeah. You're not gonna need to this is not giving away the answer, but we need to know, because I didn't know. I don't remember anything about minus eight in there. Okay, so I'm at Troll in the Monster Manual. Page. I am on page 97 for those following at home. Uh, so a Troll, blah, blah, blah. Regeneration pairs, three hit points. Around. We know Starting about the, after some round. We know about the loathsome members of a Troll, right. of course. Great band. Right. So we know about total dismemberment. Mm-hmm. Also a great band. That, was, that was a double header that you can't break. That was a great show. One time only. Um, I don't see anything about negative eight. Yeah. A negative What's eight going means, on? Negative eight has no meaning to me. It's not good. Right. It's bad, isn't it? Well, maybe it's a British conversion from pounds to metric. I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was, oh, so, oh, so I see, it was a conversion rate at that point. A right. U.S. minus 10. Yeah. Was that my, at that minus point eight. in September 1883? From the pound, sterling pound to the dollar. Right. What's the conversion? If, so, okay. if a troll is reduced to minus eight hit points by normal combat, not by being burnt. So let's just say he's dead. And then a cleric casts an animate dead spell on the body. So you can, what, what can you animate? The animate dead spell. You is, can animate anything if, as long as you have enough hit dice to do it. Really? Yeah, because you can animate. In the DMG, it talks about you can animate. If I remember correctly, they clarify. I thought I only could do. Normally, it does skeletons. 
but then later, I think in the DMG, it explains, if I remember correctly, animate dead. If I understand, this is basically a good spell. Is that right? That's right. It's a very good spell. All good clerics should be doing. <laughs> animate dead. This spell, I'm on player's handbook, page 46. This spell creates the lowest of the undead monsters, skeletons or zombies, from the bones or bodies of... See, this says of dead humans, but you're saying this is going to be overridden or expanded in the DMG. The effect is to cause these remains to become animated and obey the commands of cleric casting the spell. Okay. Uh, it shouldn't be done by good characters unless it's really necessary. Now, you said, okay, read so, to me from the DMG. It's page 41. Okay. It's a, a very large section here. It is, of course, possible to animate the skeletons or corpses of demi-human and human as well as human sort. Why would they say, of course, when it said human in the player's handbook? Like I'm being scolded. Right. Moron. If okay. creatures with more than basic one hit dice or one plus hit dice are so animated, the number of such skeleton zombies would be determined in their hit dice rather than the total numbers. Thus, a cleric of six level could animate six skeletons of human or humanoid sort in life which had less than two hit dice. Three of such who had less than three, two or more, but two or more, two or more hit dice, or a single creature up, which had six but less than seven hit dice. For such an additional hit, for such additional hit dice, the skeleton of zombie would gain another die. Thus, an animated skeleton of a fire giant, eleven hit dice monster, is ten over the norm of a skeleton, so it would have one plus ten hit dice. Okay, great. The, likewise, a fire giant zombie would have 10 over the sort of typically made by a zombie would have t- 2 plus 10 hit dice. This does not enable a cleric to make skeleton zombies a character second level higher. They're, they're basically zom- humans are just humans. But it says fire giant. Because I, right. I was about to look up humanoid. Humanoid in the glossary, it refers to anthropomorphic, generally hostile creatures, orcs, goblins, hobgoblins, kobolds, etc. But so, okay, so basically anything that is human, well, any humanoid. Well, it says demi human. Okay. And humanoid, as well as human, comma sort. Period. Got it. Okay. Very odd. Says, very odd sentencing there. Because if he had not said fire giant, I would have been telling people no on fire right. giant. But well, now it's a yes. Well, yes. Go ahead. Well, and isn't there also in the in the monster? Is it monster mirror too? There's uh, monster zombie or zombie. Yes, the zombie monsters. Right. So you get all kinds and zombie dragons and zombie skeletons, skeleton dragons, all kinds of things. Yes. Okay. Which is based on that. Okay, you you might already get an idea where this is going. If a troll is, if a cleric casts animate dead spell on a dead troll, what happens? Is a result a zombie with regenerative power, a normal zombie, or a troll which regenerates and negates the spell? Yes, it's the last one. The 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 this troll is not dead yet. It could be at negative three hundred thousand oh. points. It's not dead. Oh, that's why it's minus eight, because not dead. Is that why they pick? The I don't know why they pick minus eight. That just seems arbitrary. But they just went from zero between zero and minus nine. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. And they're using that rule apparently because that's an optional rule. The, right? the the troll is not destroyed because it says in the description that any part of it will regenerate the entire creature again if it's not burned to the ground. Oh, right. So it's not even a. It's not dead. It's not a negative. Any, it's yeah, never. It's, well, the difference is, is that when you beat it down, you know, again, assume you don't chop it up into bits. Yeah. If you beat it down, it collapses, and then it doesn't move because it has to regenerate three hit points around. 
the way it's always been sort of played is you beat it down, then you cover it in oil, and you set it on fire, and then eventually right. you burn it all up because if any of it remains, it says it will reform after that. So, oh right, so another yeah, so, so it's, it's just normal dead. death. So right. it's a kind of a well, it's an interesting question because it's the same thing like a ring of regeneration. You could be at minus five thousand hit points, but even if you're suffocated as that, you will eventually come back unless they burn you or take the ring off. Yeah, so you're not you're not dead. You're not dead. So you're just wasting, you're blowing a spell. Right. That's my opinion. Okay. Answer. This is a tricky one. No, not for me. Not Not to you. No, simple. You convinced me. Let's see what they say. If the troll were left alone, it would regenerate into an active, very much alive troll. We all agree with that. If burnt, it would be permanently dead. We all agree with that. The generative power would have been interrupted. Okay. Therefore, casting an animate dead spell upon the hapless body of a troll will also interfere with its regeneration. Quote, killing it and resulting in a zombie without the power to regenerate because this had been ruined by the casting of the spell. This, of course, leaves the party with a zombie as a faithful porter. On the whole, this is not a bad way of dealing with a troll. Yeah, I don't agree with it. I agree with you, sir. I don't agree with that. He's not de- I don't think, oh, I gotta look up the troll. He's not dead. I'm with you. He's not dead. He's not dead. I'm not dead yet. Out come the monster manuals. <laughs> not dead. And he's not undead, because sometimes, you know, again, animate dead doesn't say anything about resetting. It does now. Okay. So where, okay. Total, di- yes, total dis, well, total dismemberment will not slay a troll. So slay means to kill. Right. First part will slither and scuttle together, rejoin, and the troll will arise whole and ready to continue. To kill, to kill a troll. The monster must be burned or immersed in acid. Any, yeah, it says to kill. The negative inference says there's no other way to kill it. I agree. Yeah, the only other version of that would be magic, would be disintegration. I mean, because that, again, it, it, or, Something that blasts it into nothingness. Because if any part of it's still there, um, it's going to regenerate. Yeah, see, and what's but, interesting... But that, you're, it's saying that the, the power of the magic suspends its regenerative process. Okay, but this... this and, and I don't recall in this, I'll read it again, keep going. Well, this confuses me, and we've talked about trolls before, and I've always been a bit... Yeah, they're very... They're not, they're, it's not as clear-cut in this. Yeah, it's confusing to me, because... So I get about, so to kill, I got to burn the thing. So, you know, when, 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 a, you, when you reduce something, a monster, to zero or fewer hit points, it's not necessarily that you've cut off limbs. Right. I may have just stuck, an, I may have stuck a sword through his heart or whatever. And so, but it is regenerating. So, so the theory is, but it does say to kill. So I think you're right. I just think it's a hapless. So it's not, the troll is not simply about the arm. That's just like, look, if you think you can kill a troll by dismembering it. That's right. So it's not so much like a big deal about the, oh, dis, its body parts are going to come together. That strikes me now more as like, well, no, you, the only way to kill a troll is X. 
And someone says, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut them up in a bunch of pieces. Well, that's not going to work either. Right. Because it's going to come together. Correct. That's just sort of like an asterisk to if you think you can kill a troll this way. But so, yeah, so you, you can't kill a troll by bringing it to, I don't know why he said minus, I think he did minus eight. I don't know why he did minus eight, but he yeah. clearly thought that you could, you could somehow, that there's some sort of, you kill a troll and he almost like sort of comes back to life, right? That's the way the regeneration is a return to life. Right. But it's, but it's not dead. Not. Yeah, it's not dead. It's not dead. And what they also mentioned is this idea of regenerating, the putting fire on it suspends the regeneration. It really doesn't say anything about that. We've done that before. We, we have said in the game that if you attack it with like a flame tongue or something that's burning oil, that damage doesn't regenerate. But it doesn't say anything about that. Here it just says it must be burned completely. Yeah, right, or, or, right, or immersed in acid. So basically, he's got to be, well, as we said, he's, we've talked about this too, but basically annihilated. Right. In a set, right? You can't just, yeah. right. So, okay. Now, there is some discussion somewhere about the essence of a troll, but again, the idea is if you, if you have any part of the troll, it would come back. Well, what do you say? Let's say that I burn everything, but I forget to burn the head. The head? Is there like a troll head? Oh, just yeah. a head. No, it would regenerate. Oh, because that's right. It's not just the parts coming together. That's right. It oh, says... The it, littlest piece? That's, I'm, let me read Maybe it again. We talked about this before, like a finger. Read it again. Oh, so you like forget one part. That's terrible. Right. You have to collect all the pieces. Got everything? That's an advantage. Any separate pieces being treated in the same fashion, or they'll create a hole again in three to 18 melee rounds. That's really fast. Right. That's really fast. All right. Yeah, right. You're right. I don't know why I said that. It's not just, yes, it's not just they come back. So, so, so the regeneration. So when I stick a sword through the troll's mm -hmm. heart, is it, it's a sense that the heart is like regenerate, like the wound to the heart is regenerating? Yes. Because there's like multiple, there's a lot of different things going on here, but it's all just sort of like, the regeneration is you just, you, you, you heal, essentially. Right. right? Well, the Whatever. other way to look at it is let's look at the ring of regeneration, which okay. is in the DMG. Excellent idea. When in doubt, look at another thing, because it's, it's, very, it's very clear the regeneration is ridiculous. Ring of regeneration, page 130. There are two forms of this ring. The standard regeneration restores one hit point of damage. And will replace lost limbs or organs eventually also. Right. And so it's both. You're, you're restore, hit points are returning and limbs are returning. So it's a, regeneration is a very broad concept. Per turn. It will also bring the wearer back from death. But if it's poison is the cause, saving throw must be made or else the wearer dies again from the poison still in the system. Only total destruction of all living tissue by fire, acid, or similar means will prevent regeneration. That's interesting that it says it'll bring you back to life. Though it's quite clear that that's, the troll is a little different. You're not ever dead. Right. But you, in other words, there is no death. If you have it on there, then there's a vampiric version. But you, you're, you're not really dead. So the, I've seen examples of like they were trapped in a... They were trapped in a room that didn't have air. So they died, but then when the air came back, the system kind of boots up again and goes, oh. 
So, because we had something where they, they threw all the people in a bag of holding. They closed the bag. Or portal hole, portable hole, excuse me. You know, if you close it, the air runs out like in a turn. Everyone died. Anyway, so. But the guy lived because he had a ring of regeneration. Okay. Very useful thing to have. Oh, that's why. That's why you bring the disenchanter to kill, to suck the ring off of it. So that right. he doesn't have it. And then or, people get happy. Or you're tired of him living. Or you could just burn the guy. Right. Set him on fire. <laughs> Either way. Disenchanter burn. Okay. The last question. What happens if a magic user loses a spell book? Are the spells lost slash forgotten? And if so, how may they be retrieved? Well, they're screwed for a long time. They would, if they don't have any of their spells, typically they would either have to go back to their master who would give them read magic again and have to relearn some of their spells, and they'd have to relearn them. If they were still memorized, that he could and in theory, had some access to a right spell, he could write them that way, but generally he's kind of host. Do you think I need to re-roll for my intelligence? Okay. Uh, I believe you are correct. Thank you. The magic user has effectively lost one of his or her recipe books for spells unless he or she has kept a copy of the book. Which is smart. That is smart. There's a lot of, you know, I don't know if we've been keeping track of all these tips that we've learned. Yeah. A lot of, there's been a lot of information. Uh, then the spells in the book cannot be rememorized once used. The only option in a case like this is for the magic user to construct a new copy of the book by trading for or stealing or copying the spells that were contained within it. This time, however, because the spells had already been in a spell book and had been understood, the magic user in question would not have to check to see if he or she could know the spell. The new spell book would still cost the same amount in raw material as make, uh, to make, and would take just as long as the original. Oh, and I lied. There's one more question. I do want to ask this because I know how much you love monks. Oh, yeah. Are you looking up something? No, I was looking up. Well, the conundrum is if they don't have read magic memorized, how would they get read magic again? That's always been the... Oh. That's always the thing. You know, oh. The chicken or the egg thing. Oh, this is an important question. Yes. You're right. Because that's the one spell you always get. You always get it. But you, in, and you, in first edition, you had to learn it. You had to memorize it. It didn't just come magically. It didn't, no pun intended. So you had to learn it. But if you lost your book, which had read magic in it, now how do you read magic? And you don't, the reason your spell book is so important is because you've read it. Read magic allows you to read things. Once you cast read magic on it, you can read it without needing the read magic spell. Right, I don't have to cast that. So I don't, right. I just, that's why I was sort of, no one ever paid attention to it. Because as long as you had it, Right. I mean, you could use it to read. It Scrolls. also reads magic. Right. Yeah. But your spell book, you did not have to do it. But if you've lost your spell book, you can't just take Bob's spell book and start reading off it. The only one you could, because, again, the idea is that every, every formula is slightly different. Like we talked about with that with potions. It's not every potion of healing is the same formula. There's a European version. There's an Asian version. There's, they're not exactly the same. Which, remember, we talked about miscability. If you wanted to be a jerk... You could say, oh, you could take two healing potions, but they're, unless they're made from the same right. crop, you're actually, they're not the same potion. Right. And then hand, send in the rust monsters and the disenchanters at the same time. So you're telling me that I might have to go, well, so... You'd have to go back to the school. It's like if you lost your degree. When people, you lost your paper degree, and they'd be like, well, did you really go to the university or whatever? Uh, so, you're saying, you, so you think the read magic spell that I get when I graduate is a, like a customized 
Well, how? Okay, you you've lost your spellbook and you haven't memorized Read Magic. Someone right. says, "Great, here's my spellbook. How are you going to read it?" Oh my God, it's an infinite loop. Right. You don't have a way to read magic because it's something you've not read before. Now, I guess you could argue if you have another spellcaster and you cast read magic on their spellbook so you could read it going forward, that's, you could do that. So that would be part of Saul's thing. You could uh, read, pay X amount of dollars and you could read his spellbook so that if there was a problem, you could relearn your spells. Now you're blowing my mind. Okay. That's why Paul said the magic is screwed. He's screwed. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. It's blowing my mind. Right. I have to start all over again is what you're saying? Oh, you have to go back to your master who uh, taught you that. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully okay. still, he or she's still alive. Okay. Or you need a backup. This is a, it's the same thing like uh, uh, your computer gets destroyed. I have no backups. Well, what happens then? Oh, we don't have time to look up read magic, do we? Well, we, have, we have plenty of time. Okay. Hold on. We don't have all to right. do all the segments. All right. Well, you got to do random encounter. Well, then we're going to have to hurry. <laughs> All right, let's get going. So, yeah, so, so don't lose your spell book. That's the point. Or have a copy of it. So you should be keeping your spell book in, like, in with, like, the bank, like, like right. the safety deposit box? Correct. Don't or leave it at your house. Hidden spell books, it says, Gary says they should be, they're the most valuable treasure. So they, say, they say don't bring it on the adventure, of course, because then there's this concept of traveling spell book later, right? Is that that one book? Yeah. So, so don't bring it on the adventure, yet... Everyone knows I'm leaving. Like, the newspaper's piling up. Mm-hmm. They all know I'm the magic user. I'm gone. Right. They probably know I didn't That's bring... That's why you need Saul's Magic Emporium and safe book, Safety Book Repository that you can put your books there. Yeah, you're right. Typically... Oh, my what, God. Then we break into that. Right. What a heist. Right, that would be a great heist. That would be incredible. That would be like the heist of the century, wouldn't it? To get all the spell books? Right. Exactly. Well, how could they read the scroll? That's exactly right. By means of a read magic spell, page 68 of the PHP, the magic user is able to read magical inscriptions on objects, books, scrolls, webs, and the like, which would otherwise be totally intelligible. The personal books of the magic user and works already magically read are intelligible. So the personal books, so my, so my book is intelligible. The personal book. Right. But now it's gone. Right. It's really not going to tell me anything more after this. I'd have to go to... The only, diff- the only thing that Read Magic does is that it allows you to read... Once you've read something with Read Magic, you do not have to cast Read Magic again. Okay. So, typically what people do is... You, you, know, you fight... What was the guy's name? Xenopus uh, the Mad or whoever. You, fight, you find someone else's magic book, right? Which is a big score. Yeah. You don't sell that spell book. You read magic because, of course, it has read magic in it. Right. And then you save it somewhere else. You keep it with some. That's your backup because then at least you have some of your spells. Okay. Well, this is a very complicated. This is like in a whole. This is a whole segment. We better move on. It's like a whole segment. I got, that's good. I got you. I, that, you did. I you got, got you thinking. thinking. Yeah. So it's, it's very problematic. Well, it's problematic if you. That's why fireball is a terrible thing. Because if you fail, you're saving through, assuming you survive, and your spellbook gets burned and all your scrolls get burned, you got nothing. But see, you've raised issues beyond their answer. Right. They just say the only option in a case like this is for the magic user to construct a new copy of the book. Yeah, but they, you don't have, how are you going to write the new spells if you do not, 
It says, scrolls, if you find a scroll that you've not read before, you must cast read magic in order to read it. That's, uh, that's like the next, that's the follow-up question. Right. These really should be like, you know, they should take these, you know. This is why I should have been the editor at the time. They, they would have hated you. Right. They would have punched me in the face. They would have, right? Now, it probably, were, probably was that big discussion. They cut it out. Do monks need magic weapons to hit creatures harmed only by plus one or better enchanted weapons, or can they use open-hand attacks? They, well, I think they can use open-hand if they're high enough level. Their hands become magic weapons at some point. Oh, if they're high enough. Right. This says there are only two cases in which the prerequisite of a magic weapon to hit something is relaxed. The first of these is the cases of a massively strong monster hitting a creature that would normally only be hit by a magic weapon. We know about that. Page 75, the DMG. This applies only to monsters. The second is the special ruling in the case of the barbarian class. I'm not familiar with said barbarian class. I mean, I am, but I don't want to be. Which allows them, and them alone, a similar ability. I, I thought monks had that ability, but maybe not. Monks do therefore, require, do therefore require magical weaponry to hit creatures that can only be struck by such weaponry, despite their barehanded combat ability. So saith Imagine Magazine. Okay, that could be right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if they say so, I'm not going to well, look through everything. But Well, I don't know. You've raised some serious doubts about... I'm going to say, I thought they had the ability to do plus one with their weapon, but I could be wrong. Well, I see there's activity on the chat. They're probably going to, they'll know, I think. Yeah, they're talking, they're still talking about the magic user thing, because that's the actual interesting one. (laughs) It's too complicated. Monks are stupid. Monks are dumb. I mean, unfortunately, they just, um, anyway, I, I'm surprised of that, but maybe that's why they have to carry around a plus one Joe stick so they can hit something that's magical. All right. Well, that was a very controversial sage advice episode segment. That's right. That was good. Very good. All right. Even controversial. So we are now ready for random encounter, which we have to be relatively quick. Let's do it. So this is the segment of the show where we randomly roll a monster, talk about it very briefly, and have it fight the reigning champ. The reigning champ is a cloud dragon. I will now roll the angry monk dice to decide from which book we get our monster. We're getting it from the Monster Manual Two, of course. Your favorite? My favorite, the Monster Manual Two. I don't even have it here. You have. You must have a copy of it. I have a copy. I probably took your copy no, too. No, no, don't say I have it. I just didn't pull it down. Okay. Okay. I'm innocent. This time. I will need you to roll a D10 for me, sir. D10. Find out where we are located. Nine. Are we aquatic? Oh. In the water. We are not. Look, Chase. It's, we're in the water, the Elven Fortress, outside oh, wow. the Elven Fortress. So I now need you to roll a D6. D6. Two. Two. Cold salt water. Seems to make sense, right? Perfect. Well, it's all water. Yeah, the dice don't lie. The dice don't hopefully lie. about hurricanes they did, but. I need, a, well, hopefully. Well, I need you to roll a D2. D2? <laughs> I need to know if it's surface or depths. Uh, yes, it's surf. Is it surface? Yes. Using the official Dave Kahn yes, no thing. Thank ah, you, Vic. So we've come to the surface there, all right? And we've seen the broccoli fortress. I'm right. sorry, the. The, uh, the cauliflower. Cauliflower. The land of the cauliflower castle. Yes, cauliflower castle. All right. Uh, eight and a 12. Please. Ah, the standard Monster yeah. Manual 2 excitement. 14. Dolphin. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Can't you see dolphins out there? <laughs> I don't know how you even make that sense. They're friends of the owls. That's right. They're clearly. Right. Clearly. That right? makes sense. Oh, that's a sweet, James. It's a very sweet random encounter. Oh, dolphins. Oh, we're going to ride the dolphin. Oh, something's going to happen to... Is the cloud dragon, cloud dragon actually going to fight a dolphin? Yes. Something's happened. You don't know what goes on out there, James. Right, true. You think it's all happiness and love? Are you kidding me? Cloud dragons feast on dolphin. That's right. <laughs> like, They're tasty. Where is the cloud dragon in again? Is that fiend folio? Um, yeah, I don't know. I need to look that up. You Not look up the dolphin. Man. You find the cloud giant while I start reading about the dolphin. The okay? dolphin's old school, right? Dolphin's old school. Absolutely, in between dog and doppelganger. Okay. So I'll just go ahead and keep things moving along. This is very interesting. Ready for this? Mm -hmm. Dolphins alignment. Neutral good? Lawful good. Wow, lawful good <laughs> dolphins. This is incredible. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Who would have thought that? Wow. They're like a paladin. <laughs> that's, that's what he is, a paladin dolphin. That's yes. amazing. Yes. Okay. They are uncommon. Two to twenty appear. AC five. They move thirty inches. It's interesting. There's no lines after this, but I know this is swimming. Mm -hmm. Two plus two. One attack. Two to well, eight. I assume he only because they only swim. They don't walk around in the land. So. You're probably right. So you just would right. You're an idiot if you don't realize that. They save as a fourth level fighter. Yeah. They're they're very intelligent and they are lawful good. So they're like on the good guys when the, when the war comes. Mm -hmm. They're like. Yeah. Hacking this. Un unless you get close to them and then they start humping you, apparently. Okay. Most dolphins simply roam the oceans in nomadic schools. A small number, 10%, however, have formed underwater communities. And if one is located, it is 75% probable that there will be from one to four additional communities of dolphins within a five-mile radius. Communal dolphins will have from two to five swordfish or one to three narwhals depending on the climatic region, as guards. Wow. But why do I, but what's, what else is there? Dolphins will attack any creature which threatens them. Okay. Well, they, they help humans in distress. They particularly hate sharks of all sorts and will attack unless outnumbered by two or more to one. Is there a treasure? There's no treasure type. Oh. There's, wait, it says, there's, well, there's no lair. But 10%, I guess, have a layer. There's been a lot of layer nil confusion yes. today. Um, why do I care about a dolphin community? I mean, usually when it be like then there's like, you know. It's like the sharks, the jets, and the, the other guys. So it's West Side Story, but the aquatic version. Okay, but I thought there'd be like treasure. You know what I mean? If you tell me there's a community and guards. Right. Isn't there just be something Shouldn't like be a grotto? Or exactly. Yeah. Like the grotto we had a few months right? ago. Right? The mermaid's grotto. Right. Right. The dolphin's grotto. The Dolphin's Grotto. Sounds like a good bar. It, that's, right, that's right there. It's right off. It's right, there, the it's right over here. It's right. You can't see it. It's, it's near the Elven Fortress. Oh, yeah. the there's Dolphin's a, there's Grotto. a half elf uh, who runs that named uh, okay. Spindly. See, this always happens. Named Spindly. See, now this always happens. It's starting to grow on me now. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like in this Elven Fortress. There's like Spindly. What was Spindly? Whatever his name. Well, Spindly. It was what? a word we didn't know. Yeah, they the word, knew it. Yeah, the disenchanter, spindly, whatever. Yeah. He runs, yeah. It's, it's the, the dolphin's grotto. Mm -hmm. And it's right out here. I like, all right, this is great. I'm well, rooting for the dolphins. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a dolphin. I'm rooting for the dolphin. Versus, so what hit dice does he have? Two plus two. 
Okay, so he's basically a, a sea dog. And he's very and he's smart. He's, he's smart, but he's apparently not that smart because he's going to assault a cloud dragon who's flying no. by. No, false. You see me as food. You're the bad one in this. Don't try to. I'm a genius. Otherwise, are you really? Yes. What's your alignment? Neutral. See, what do you care? Why wouldn't you eat me? I'm, maybe I will be. I probably am because I probably see you, and I just climbed. I come down. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? right? I mean, we're like on the water, and you just come down, and you. Well, I got to figure out what my mood is. That's part of it. Remember, oh, I have that mood. You're moody. I forgot. Coloration that. depends on ranging from dark gray through pearl white. In solid form. Okay, so I have to. So one, oh, so you, one to eight. Eight. I'm in a good mood. One. I'm in a bad mood. Oh, I'm in a great mood. Maybe well, yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, you're like, of course you're in a good mood. Start all these dolphins. There's probably no. Let me see how many. You're just gonna like pick me out of the thing. Right. There's two to twenty, right? So this okay. is so we're so. This is disturbing, but okay. So oh, there's eight of us. So we're like you know, frolicking along, right? There's eight of us, and you're just gonna pick me out. <laughs> Right. Everyone else has died. You're thinning, thinning, you're thinning the herd. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see how far we are. Oh wow, we're a hundred yards away. But we got to roll for a surprise. Sorry. No, you're you're hundred yards above me. Yes, I am hundred yards. Okay, I roll for a surprise. Oh no, two. James is terrible. Yeah. Let's see. I think because if I'm probably talking to a swimmer. There's seventy-five percent unlikely cloud dragon can be distinguished from a normal cloud. Am I cloud? Am I a physical? That doesn't say. I'll just say I'm a normal thing. So let's see. So we'll I just, just think like it's a just, cloudy day. Hey, we're both surprised, but you're surprised for a segment. Right. I'm talking like a sea elf. Oh, there's probably sea elves. Right. Do you think? Of course there's sea elves there. They're, there are Pegasus. But, but they're in the shanty town. They're, they're segregated. It's a terrible place. Only the, only the high elves, the cauliflower elves. Oh, there. yeah. The sea elves are in the, on the lower thing. They don't, right, right. It's like Avatar. You know, the second Avatar. There's the, the, the blue... Um, Cat people, and then there's the green cat people in the water. Did yeah. you see Avatar in the second one? No. Okay, then this means nothing. To I was you. not. Sorry. Okay, well, so I have a, I have one segment of initiative, so I'm going to move to close, and now it's a, now I'm going to declare action. Oh. I'm going to attack you. That's funny. I can attack. I guess I bite. Yeah. Obviously, I don't. I flipper. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're going to attack. I'm coming down to get you, and you're going to. Well, yeah. I'm going to defend myself. Six. But you get you get a round of a oh, wait. Can you close and get an That's, attack? No, I can't. That's okay. too far. Okay. You have a in one, seg- in one segment, I can't get 100 yards. Three. All right. Uh, so, okay. So, what, what are the class my hit points. I am AC5. I'm going to roll my hit dice. AC5. Oh, look at this. That's an eight. I have 12 hit points. That is wonderful. Uh, I am 13 hit dice. Mm. So, I need a four. I feel like a U-boat. Die. Die. <laughs> you couldn't need to. <laughs> He gets four attacks. All right, I'm diving. You better kill me, buddy. You already ate a raven. Four, I hit. You hit with a four? Four. I have 13 hit dice. What do you need? A f- what do I need? Yeah. I need a four. My gosh. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> 18. <laughs> like 14. Oh. 15. So I hit four times. You're a menace. You know what? You ate a raven last time? <laughs> Exactly. I'm a terrible. I'm a terrible dragon. What you, what, Draco, Clemulus, Welkin. But if you think about it, we're just seeing the reality of things. Right. He's got to eat. Right? That's what he does. He's got to eat. All right. So you take three. Okay. You take six for nine. Seventeen. Nineteen. Here's the one. 
28. And the last attack is 3 to 12. Oh. 20, 30, 33, only 37 points of damage. But you're just like somebody get going down your throat. <laughs> yeah, like one of those birds. He's 66 feet long, yeah. Yeah, somebody's like a little fish to you. Yes. It was, that, was, that was disgusting what happened. And fast. Circle of life. It's over. <laughs> Circle of life. Wow. All right. Cloud okay. So you, you want it fast. You got that, it. James. That was the dolphin. I mean, you could make a little thing of it. And now Wait, my intervention. Oh yeah, the dolphin. The, dolph king. the, dolphin. the dolphin god. Yeah, that would be. Was that? Uh, that's what's his name? Uh, uh, Marino. Oh, Dan Marino, the dolphin god. Yeah, the dolphin god. Larry Zonka. All right, here we go. Ready? Right. Ninety. Nope. Nope. It's just another day at the Elven Fortress. <laughs> just what is that random dragon coming? Yeah, it's like when you're at the beach and you see the pelican go down, right? Right. Exactly. So they just sit and watch. It's like. Gone. That's just the way it is. Oh, well, that is a shame. Get exclusive content, a behind-the-screen look at the podcast, and a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grog talk. We did, have not done Antique Roadshow, so that is what we're going to do right now, correct? Yes, I just have to find the item in the... Oh, you haven't found it? I remember. Well, I have to, I have to remember the name. I, I know what it does. Well, I don't, you, you're going to tell me. Oh, that's true. What as long as you know what it is. No, I found it. I found it. I got All right. It. I well, got it. so this is the segment of the show where you pretend or are a person bringing in a, an item of some renown, and I will attempt to try to figure out what it is. That is correct. And then, obviously, the audience can participate in the shenanigans that follow. So with that... Let me check if everything else is good. Yeah, everything else is good. So welcome to Artifact Roadshow. Hello. Hello. Do you need a prop, by the way? Is there a prop? Do you have, yeah, do you have like a potion? Yes, give me that potion bottle, sir. Thank you. Do you want you. the holy water or just the potion? Just this. Bottle? Okay. So I'm here. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm here to report a crime. You're here to report a crime here at the... Okay, what, what crime? This is the Artifact Roadshow, is that correct? Uh, it is. Yes, that's, I'm, I'm here to report a crime. Uh, it's the, that's not really what we do. We don't do crimes. We... Is your name McGruff? No, it's not McGruff. <laughs> was that the dog? Yes, McGruff the crime dog. Not <laughs> You're McGruff. not McGruff? I was told to, talk, come to the Art, I was told to come to the Artifact Roadshow uh, to get information about a crime that's been committed. Okay. Negligent homicide. Wow. Hold on. Negligent homicide. Negligent homicide, which I believe violates Greyhawk. <laughs> Impressive. Homicide. Did you hear that? Did you hear that noise? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was that? We need sound effects in the Baba Yaga's hut. You're freaking me out. Homicide. Wait, Baba Yaga's hut? What? I'm, I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> Your so, supervisor. It's Bobby That's <laughs> right. There's the I better not ask for your supervisor. You do not want to ask for a supervisor <laughs> yeah. here. That, yes. You will be killed. You'll be turned harmless. So there, maybe you can step back from me. I, I, I would be more try to help you with this, but mm -hmm. how does this potion relate to negligent homicide? Well, I'm hoping you can help me out with that. Okay. So my husband. Oh, you're a woman. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm a woman. <laughs> well, I don't know that. I'm checking. Mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. Okay. All right. Um, my husband mm -hmm. uh, bought this potion. Right. So my husband was a very frail man, but he was an adventurer. Right. Now, he always was a little bit unhappy about that. Because, being frail or an adventurer? Well, being frail because okay. he was a fighter. I got you. And he, his stats weren't very good, and he had two hit points wow. as, a, as, a fight, as a fighter. Wow. And his DM said that I still lie. Right. And so he had two hit points. Uh, now, he was the muscle of the party. This is also disturbing. But well, okay. he was the fighter. Yeah. Okay. I, imagine he's there at three hit points, but wouldn't go into combat. <laughs> That's right. He had more hit points, <laughs> but he wouldn't go in. So. My husband was the fighter. Right. You know? So he realized this was a problem. Mm -hmm. So what he did was we had saved up some money. Right. So our, instead of sending our daughter to be an apprentice, to be a cleric, oh, we, we didn't, couldn't to do be that. A, to, to be an acolyte and be disciplined. We couldn't do that. Right. Maybe right. they, they was better off. Uh, you know, I, had heard, I thought they had a free, you kind of pay to play or pain get in that was the bag true which he <laughs> we passed out one. the only school she got into is the bag true clerical school uh, we figured it just didn't seem right the, yeah. the cattle we did the we did the campus visit <laughs> <laughs> just not not well she doesn't feel in it well she wasn't a right fit right i got you so, so culture is important <laughs> it is so we took that money right fortunately right and we bought he got he got a, he got a potion of healing oh okay but what was interesting is, so we knew that he was going to need a lot of healing. Right. So we, we spent a little extra. We figured they were probably upcharging us. Right, a little bit. A little bit. But what it was is, it was his potion. And what he told us, it was, it was, you could see in there. And what was interesting is there was some green potion below. And above it was blue. Mm. It was like one potion it layer. Had, it kind of layered, right? Yeah. It, it split. Uh, it, it wasn't fully mixed. Right. Like a cocktail. No, it was not. Oh. And you'd shake it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And he said, well, what did he say? Oil and water kind of thing. Exactly. Gotcha. What he said was, the seller said, okay, for extra money, you can get this. And this is what, probably what you want. Because he said, well, how many, your husband looks a little frail. Right. Wait, so was he a magic user? Mm. Thief? Right. No, he's the fighter. Wow. He said, oh. And they brought this out. Okay. <laughs> he said, you may need this. Right. He said, the good thing about this, this is better, he said. A little more, but this is better. He said, what happens is once you open it, it's, gonna, it's got a shelf life, okay. about 30 days or so. Okay. But what you can do is you drink the first one, and then the second one goes up, and then the one on top goes to the bottom, and it replenishes itself. And he said, one's healing, and one is, is extra healing. Hmm. So what he did was he was out on an adventure. I just mm -hmm. heard this secondhand, unfortunately. Right. You can probably see this. Was comment. this on the goldenrod sheet that? What happened after? It was on the gold. Okay. Yes, which is why we were also upset because, you know, when your character dies on a goldenrod sheet, those things aren't cheap. Right. Right? Right. So he, he took a hit, okay, from a goblin. And fortunately, fortunately, it only did, it only did one hit point of damage. Right. So then he decided to use the potion. He did. That's a good move, I think. Right. Right? So he took a sip, and we... The, what people told me is the wounds did it healed. Okay. And so what happens, what happens then again 
is that he took, he got another hit from a goblin. They were in, it doesn't matter. They were in the tomb to try to save the daughter. Exactly. And he took another sip. And what was weird was the second sip, which was this other color now, it didn't, it didn't look like it healed him. But he told everyone he felt great. He wow. felt fine and was ready to go. Mm. And so he, of course, charged into the next combat, and he was hit with not a big blow. With the Balrog. No, 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 oh. no. That's what makes this a mystery. That I, I wouldn't be here if that was the case. Right. It was another goblin, and it wasn't much of a hit, and it took him out. Oh. He just died. From what you heard. From what I, from the thief. <laughs> from, what, from what I heard. Uh, and uh, he died. And, and now, uh, now it's, been, uh, it's been about two weeks. I've stoppered it so you can still see that it, it does replenish. Wow. So as you see, there's the two layers are in there. Yeah. But I'm very suspicious about this because it didn't seem... It didn't seem to work as it should. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why he he died. Yeah, I don't. That, this is, that what this is how professionals. It's a po it's check. wine. It's potion. You sure? Can I talk to your manager? <laughs> is Bobby Yaga here? Here, I'll give some to the dog. Um, can I talk to Bobby Yaga? Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> he's, oh he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> So I'm very I'm, so as you can see why I think that there may have been some negligent homicide here, and so I have two questions: Has there been negligent homicide, and if so, do I have any sort of legal claim? Well, <laughs> uh, I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional sage. I don't mm -hmm. have that major in mm -hmm. in that area. Um, well, this is interesting because this really seems to be acting more of a decanter because if it's replenishing, that seems to be more of a decanter than just a potion. Mm. Thing so, I don't know if this is a decanter of endless potions or something like that. This just seems very odd that it would just keep replenishing by itself. Mm -hmm. And the fact that um, it would heal and then the sec time appear to heal uh, is this also could be a potion of delusion, which pretends it healed. But you said it actually healed the first time, so. Um, I'm not sure you have a claim. I mean, you have to find the original manufacturer of this, which this is made in the gnome realms, and I believe they have stipulations. Anything out of the gnome realms is exempt from liability. You use it at your own risk. Now, I wanted to point this out to you, because mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed where it says made in the gnome realms. Mm -hmm. Gnome is misspelled. Might that be? Is that, oh, is that suspicious? Oh, no, you're See, exactly no right. See, right. it's, it's just N-O-M-E. It's gnome realms. Is that is that oh, the gome, is that my this that? this this may be a fraudulent you may have you may have an, uh, a fake a fake I, decanter of potions I saw I saw that too and I didn't tell well, I feel response oh could that hurt my claim yeah it could hurt your claim <laughs> could, be, could, could I be sued <laughs> yeah. well you, I mean there's a couple of problems the the proprietor of this has been selling fraudulent counterfeit materials so you may have a claim against them um, but I assume they're long gone by now so is there a life lesson here or death lesson uh, yeah, you shouldn't be a fighter with two hit points. That's the life lesson. <laughs> don't marry, or don't marry a man. Or maybe I should marry somebody with more hit did he points. Have a lot, did he have a lot of money? No, that's what we spent it all on that. Uh, so yeah. you have a daughter who's, not, who's at home. Well, yeah. he, he had a will, but he took it with him. And for, strangely, it disappeared. Right. He wrote it on the gold. He took his goldenrod sheet with that, him to that, the game. That is. And for some of the thief said, they, they didn't know. They didn't find a will. Right. 
And wow. so they looted his body. Apparently, my understanding is, if you have not filled out the bottom of the goldenrod sheet, yeah. it's okay for adventurers to it's loot your body. It's called D&D probate. That's, <laughs> that was not unlawful. That was correct. That was fine. D&D probate. And my understanding is that was fine, even if you're a lawful good. Is that right? Because several of the characters were lawful good. But that's a different story. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I think it's, you know, if there's nothing, it, it adjudicates to the health of the party, what's good for the party. You're really outside of your area of expertise These are at this areas, point, aren't you? Yeah, uh, this is really not. <laughs> I mean, people bring me a lot of things that are tangential to what I do. I'm focused on, so I'm going to say it's a decanter of endless potions or something like With that. With maybe some, he sounds like some delusion in yeah, there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm not even sure. Well, that really stinks. Um, is there any good news? What, could I sell this thing? Yeah, I mean, you could <laughs> sell it. You could knock, sell it for, and, you know, basically, I'd say you get a thousand gold pieces for it, so you could send your daughter to, not bag true, maybe uh, Aphrodite. Well, I think she'd have to retake the uh, the boards then, or whatever. She'd have right. to retake the... the, the... Uh, assuming she's not old. I mean, hopefully she hasn't aged out of being an acolyte. Exam, right. So, all right. And, so. and then you could have, you know, you have a little money to kind of live out your life or find another adventure with more than two hit points. Now, I did... There was, there was a man in town that I was thinking about. You know, I don't know if you think he'd be a good, like, you know, you know but he's kind of strange because he wears a black hood. Right. And he carries... Are you familiar with this guy? He carries an axe. He doesn't, he doesn't well, wear clothes. You know, know, what we've been seeing from town to town is there's, there's, there were a lot of people trained uh, as, <laughs> as trainers, and all, that, all those jobs have gone away. It's They've just evaporated. Right. right. So now they're, they're flooding into Greyhawk. They're looking for work as anything, and apparently execution is still very popular. Oh, I'm, okay. Thank so you. So he's a steady work being an executioner, but That's true. it's, it's, it's not about it's, that. It's, he probably should get some help executing. He shouldn't do it by himself. Okay. Well, you've been very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I could help. And James, for not knowing a lot about what you're talking about, you did an awesome job, sir. Okay. You get a ding, ding, ding. You did, did fantastic. Okay. You kind of, you kind of, you know, I think puzzled it out. This was, in fact, a beaker of plentiful potions. Okay. Beaker, not, not uh, a lot. Decanter. Not decanter, but it's a beaker of plentiful potions, and I randomly rolled, uh, and as you're supposed to, the first one was a potion of healing. You can't make the dice don't lie. The second one was, in fact, a potion of delusion. Oh, look at that. So and that was just totally randomly rolled by me last night. So let me read it. This I think this is very interesting. This container resembles a jug or flask. It is a magical beaker with alchemical properties. Mm. Alchemical. It's like a company. Alchemical. They make brought the to you by Alchemical. Yeah, they bring the they make the the potion makers, the potion right. maker. Brought to, from the gnome realms uh, with a chemical properties which compound from two to five doses of from two to five potions. I rolled. I got two of any sort as initially determined by random selection, which I did. Different potion sorts are layered in the container, which to me is fascinating. But keep going. It is, and each pouring takes one round and spills forth one dose of one potion type. Uh, you roll D4 plus 1 for the number. Roll for each potion, which I did. Delusion and poison are possible, it says, and record type by order. And the order was, in fact, healing, then delusion as I rolled it. Duplication is possible. If the container holds only two potions, it will dispense them one each per day, three times per week. And then it gives you how, how many per day for if there's more. Once open, the beaker will gradually lose the ability to produce potions. This reduction in ability results in the permanent loss of one potion type per month. So there it is. So it's, and how much is it worth? 
1,500. Okay. And yeah. you said around 1,000. 1,000, so okay. You did a great job. Well, that's, that is very good. So what's interesting is because, of course, what threw me off a little bit was the, that they don't mix because clearly I was going to think miscability at that point. They do not mix. So somehow it magically keeps them separated so that you don't have a bomb here. But it's, you do not have a bomb. But it sounds like if you say you get five, you got five a month, right? It sounds to me like once a month one drops off the shelf, so to speak. Right. One just sort of disappears. Maybe the top one goes away. You maybe you roll it randomly. I'm not sure, but yeah. yeah, it just basically can't produce that one anymore. It's pretty awesome, though. Right? If it's good potions, if it's if it's good potions, if it's delusion, that's probably not so good. Oh, so it unless be... you want to fake people out. Oh, so you could have somebody. So you could have a potion, but you don't know what's in there, and then you just you just like drinking. Right. This what it said here is you can't tell it to bring forth a specific potion. It just has one of four, and you pour it. And one of them comes out. Oh, that's not the layered business. You don't think you drink it in layers? Okay, we got to go back to read it again. I said, I mean, that's the way I heard you read it. Now, maybe I didn't read it correctly. Whether it dispenses in that order. Beaker, which is, of course, we didn't say in the DMG on page 138. Thank you. I need that. So, they're initially by random. Different potion sorts are layered in the container. And each pouring takes one round. So they're layered. Roll for each potion contained so as to find what is. And record. see, it says record type by order of occurrence. That led me to believe they're coming out in the order of the layers. Though I rolled first, I made that be on the bottom. That's the way I, yeah. I read it that way. Which, comp, which compound from two to five doses of from two to five potions of any sort as initially determined by random selection. Different potion sorts are layered in the container, and each pouring takes one round, spills one dose of, of potion type. Roll D4 plus one to find number of potions. Roll for each portion, roll for each potion contained so as to find what it is, and record type by order of occurrence. Hmm? It just doesn't, it doesn't say you can call forth what it is. So I just assume it was random because it says initially determined by random selection. Meaning, but then it says, to, I know, but then it says record the order. So, so what's in there is, which ones in there are randomly determined. But then it says. And record type by order of occurrence. And then I don't understand if they, do they have different amounts of. possible. Do they have different amounts of doses? Each one? Um, well, it says if the, yeah, if the container holds two potions, it will dispense them once per day, three times per week. I don't think so. I think it was just a very poorly worded way to say you can have two to five potions that couldn't duplicate and they're in any order. And what's the point of the two to five doses? I, that's the part I, I think is just two, which compound from two to five doses of from two to five potions. There are doses. It's, there are two to five doses of two to five potions. So are it's the not doses, like lots of layers? They're is just saying like it's one person? dose of a potion because maybe some of the potions have multiple doses. Like Oh, you mean that's different effects? Oh, yeah, like potion of extra healing has three doses. When I drink it, do I get all the doses in that layer? Oh, well, that's think? the question. Because that could be kind of like what happens. I do think, I can I OD on like an invisibility potion? Can you OD on potions? I don't think you can OD on them, but like recommended dosage. 
They take, like, you just turn permanently invisible? Uh, not unless you drink multiple ones and you get the Eureka. Oh, the mis Oh. The miscability. If you're doing that for... Right. Well, I mean, if I had this, I'd be totally chugging it to kind of figure out... But you're rolling... Right. But whether you're rolling for miscibility on right. the same post. No, you can't... You, you, you don't... You can drink 400 gallons of it. You don't become permanently because of that. Or more invisible. No. You're the same invisible. Would you levitate more? No. Hmm. You say you just think it's like vitamins, and once you've hit max, you're... you're once you hit max, you hit max. Okay. Uh, well, the other thing is if you drink more than one and it's not the same brand, we've talked about well, that. Well, that's to give you the miscibility. Then it's back to miscibility. Okay. Well, so there's some stuff that's not terribly clear in there, I think. Yeah, in theory, if you had multiple invisibilities you would, uh, or multiple heroism potions, because you're doing it once per round, they would just extend by X amount longer. You wouldn't, it wouldn't be... That you wouldn't be double heroism. Oh, but you think I, you think I can extend? The, I would extend the time potentially. If I did, what if I did them all at once? Though it could be. No. So the question is: it consecutive or is it? Cumulative? You can't do them all at once because you can only take one push per round. Oh, but okay. So I take it the next round. Right, but then it, you're re-rolling, re and it, if it's longer, you get the longest thing. Sure, but so but so it is cumulative, meaning if it's less, I've done nothing. That's correct. In your right. That's right. Well, okay. that's what it says. You roll to figure out what it is. Got it. Okay. Uh, I guess colored poker chips. Yeah, handed player stacked. Okay, yeah. I I like it. It's random because it's kind of fun. But that's rough. Yeah. Well, that's why it's fun. It is fun, but so you don't. So if you know you got. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, that is fun. If you know, it's more fun actually if you know because you don't know which right. one you're gonna get. Right. So you throw in right. So you're like, well, okay, guys, just to let you know. I th I need to. Do that is actually fun. Because then it's like, I really want to go invisible, but there's a good chance I'll be levitating. Right. I mean, I would be okay with them if they figured out that there's five of them in there and the green one was poison. That like, would, oh, if you have one that's poison? Right. So you got it as a discount. Like, look, you got to know, guys. One's poison. You got levitate, ESP, invisibility, yeah. extra healing, and poison. That's hilarious. And I would be okay once they figured out which one's which, because let's say they're different colors and they're <laughs> just to make it easier that they know, oh, crap, the green one is that, because that would be kind of funny. So it's like you kind of pour it. You know, right. They all kind of come at you, and then one is the one that just kind of... That's right. That's hilarious. Yeah. And you have to drink it from the thing. That would be the other thing. You can't, like, pour it into something. Right. No. I, I wouldn't allow that. No, yeah, that's... Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't... Yeah. Magically, it won't... No, your lip must be upon upon it. Yeah, that'd be funny. Okay, I like right. that. Right, it's, like it's like Paul said, the Wand of Wonder is kind of what we would be looking at. If you, right. One could reasonably play it otherwise, though. Right. I do like that version. It's yeah. funny. Yes, this is the funny, this is in the same vein as the Disenchanter and uh, the Rust Monster. This is fun. Yeah. For the well, DM. Well, maybe that's why it's, because it's not worth that much. No. Well, if you think about it, it should be worth, I mean, if, if it was the way I thought it was, that's really good. Right. That's it's certainly cool. worth more than 1500 because even if it was a potion of healing, even if it just had two potions, healing and extra healing or whatever, that for 60 days, you could have, yeah. uh, you could have 70, 60 potions. You're right. It. You're right. So you're actually making an argument, I believe, that your version is correct based upon a comparison of gold piece value. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Value. I mean, even though it's not a permanent... Thing. You can produce a lot of potions in that time. Wait, can I pour stuff? Wait, can I pour new stuff in there? No, I don't think so. Because it's just a beaker. Yeah, it's just a beaker. It just comes with it? I can't. Oh. So in other words, I can't like get healing and pour it in there. No. And be like, okay, now I've got it for 30 days. No, that's 
I don't think that's how. I mean, you, if you did that, that would be amazing. Right. That would be really, really now good. Now you're giving them something that's going to break the game. Well, not break the game. Depends what you're. In each pouring. Well, I guess you could it say. It is a magical beaker. Wait, what? Which, which compound? It says it, com- it compounds. Right. So does that mean it will, like, I, can I use it to make two to, but why is it random selection? Well, it also says it, it replenishes. Yeah, and it's random selection. Not saying this is like some great magical item for an alchemist. Well, I mean, you could argue that you could dispense it into something, and now then this thing becomes super super powerful because I was reading it as you had to drink it from it. But if this is literally, you know, you have a, you have the beaker and you just kind of open up your, and you start saving these. That's awesome. Wait, so it says, so I open the beaker and what do I do? I buy vials for them and I pour every day. I pour one oh, and I save Oh, yeah. Now I got, I just made 60 potions. Oh, right. Well, I'm also creating my undead army by doing animate dead every day. Right, or whatever it is, human control. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, 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 that, to me, is a little, yeah. I would nerf that by saying you had to drink it right then. Yeah, I like your idea. It comes, you got to drink, drink it from there. Right. It comes with a random. Right. Maybe you know. But Maybe you know after you figure out the five colors. Because you, you, do, you could do identi- well, identify. We'll figure out, we'll identify, figure out what the potion is. Yes. If you roll and you make a saving throw and you lose eight points of con for 24 hours. No, yes. the person I'm paying. Right. That's all that. Right. Oh, right. That's, they, get, they get all that. Then that would work. So it's a, pr- it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool, uh, what is it called? Beaker of. Beaker of plentiful potions. Uh, beaker of plentiful potions. Okay. Beaker. Plentiful potion. All right, very nice. We've interviewed. What if it's a zombie troll? Oh, well, of course. What if a zombie troll drank from it? That is a great question. That is a great question. I don't know. That's somebody's been paying attention. Right. Like that, that, right. They, they, they will do very. What's well, the admiral? They will do very well uh, at the at GrogCon. So we do have an announcement to make, correct? We do. And um, this will actually, well, we wanted to announce that this, this show and the next show, final show at GrogCon, will be the last time that Dan and I will be doing a show together. Is that a fair statement? Well, uh, you never say never, right? right? Ozzy came back to, right, to Box Island. Three or four times. That's right. But, you know, after, almost after five years, you have said to me, hey, I think it's time to kind of move on from that. Is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement. That is a fair statement. So it's been, well, it's been five years. It'll be five years in December. Five years in December. So, yeah. So, so five years. I've had a blast. But, uh, yeah, so that our, our last official Grog talk show will be at GrogCon. So it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. I'm, uh, you know, again, looking forward to seeing So people are asking, is this the end of the show? I don't think so. I'm planning to move forward with it. I don't know exactly what it is, but, um, you know, again, Dan's been a good friend of ours. We've, we've really enjoyed the show, but, um, you know, the campaign is, is winding up and now it's time to move on. So, but we are going to do our last show at, at, uh, at GrogCon. And we'll see where it goes forward. If people want to see the show move forward, because we've built a great community that's come around it, you know, DaveCon, all these things have come um, through our, just the small things from what we've done. Um, but 
I, we love the community that's been built. We want to keep that going. So there will be a version of the show. I don't have all the details yet, but it will be announced as well to the patrons this weekend. Um, so hopefully you will, guys will continue, but we do want to uh, continue the show in some manner. But um, Dan is moving on, so I don't know what happens to the Empire. We'll have to figure out how to... <laughs> How to, how to split that. So there's a lot of things we'll be talking about at GroundCon, but we did want to, uh, again, thank everyone for a number of years. You know, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit over the last few weeks, and we've talked to the people we want to talk to. We've talked about D&D. We're, we're at the point for this show that it's, it needs to come to a close. Yeah, I think we, uh, we, we did what we set out to do. And yeah, like you said, we built a community, which is what I think we're most proud of. Yes. Bringing people together. I mean, the fact that we're hearing about people going to DaveCon, you know, and so that they learned about DaveCon through our show. Yep. And we knew Vic because uh, I met him at GaryCon and we invited him onto the show and he's been such a friend of the show. So, yep. yeah, that's fantastic. So the fact that, that we played a small part in getting people to continue playing AD&D. Right. That's an old that's, school that's game. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Anyway, we are planning to. I'm so people are like, well, is the show going to continue? Yes, I don't know exactly how the new show is going to go, when it's going to start. You know, right now our focus is to have a great GrogCon. I also anticipate keeping GrogCon, so it's really going to be up to the community uh, if they want to to keep this going. So over the next few weeks, we'll kind of work that out. But I did want to thank Dan for the. You know, we we started this years ago. We never thought this would go on for five years. When you start, if I would have told you it's gone for five years, you'd have said no. Yeah, no, I did not. Uh, well, and Rob, and 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 I think Rob Ritchie was thinking maybe a couple issues of flipping and turning. So something else that's come out of this, which right. we're very proud of. Rob does an amazing job. So, uh, and it's it's it it's I don't know how big it is the the community, but I think the community is bigger clearly than the show. Right, oh, the show was just sort of a way to bring people together. Right, um, and it's really the community at this point. So. Uh, I hope it does obviously continue. So. Yep, that we, we, we're planning to do that. But I want to thank you for your time. I couldn't have asked for a better co-host. And we will see you in, in a couple of weeks at GrogCon. So please, uh, hopefully you'll see us um, in two weeks from now. So for Grog Talk, I'm James. And I'm Dan. And we'll see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.